and welcome to another episode of Story Scream Presents. It's a really special episode today. We're talking about one of the biggest movies to ever come out. My name is Mike Burge, and I will be hopefully tentatively not guiding this episode, but I'm going to introduce it for you. So let's go around real quick, because I think we all have a lot to talk about. We're talking about Avengers. Endgame, Avengers 4, directed by the Russo brothers. And right there, you have <laughs> music provided by Baby. Robbie the Baby Anderson. That was a sad, sad and slow. Yeah, <laughs> they recut it a little bit. <laughs> and of course, we're also joined by uh, Diana Jamiro. And we also have here with us today Bernadette Gorman White. And unfortunately, we also have. Jack Kolodzewski. There he is. The whole team. The whole assembled. team. We're coming back. Yep. So Get this, the band back together. This is kind of usually a movie that we would be uh, reserving for like a hot takes or something like that, where it's a new movie coming out. We're trying to get the episode out as quickly as possible so all of our fans can hear what we have to say about it. But this is a very big movie. Uh, we are all on the managing team of the story screen website, which has been going through uh, aggressive changes lately where we are pumping out more content that is being uh, accepted more vastly. If you are unaware of what that is, you can go to storyscreenbeacon.com and dive into our archives and see all the fun articles and reviews and podcasts that we have there. Um, and also uh, three of us, myself included, and uh, Robert and Bernadette, we work at uh, Story Screen Beacon Theater, which Wait. recently opened. And Brand uh, new. Avengers Endgame is the the first, like, big first-run movie that we've done here. And uh, we had ourselves a, a hell of a week, didn't we? A sold-out weekend. A sold-out. Yeah. Every single screening was sold out. We had three screenings a day all weekend starting on Thursday. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> It was crazy. Coming. Thank you for coming. If you're mm -hmm. listening and you did come, you guys were absolutely awesome. We only had about one or two people who were like, uh, I guess, uh, professionally, dicks? I would call them dipshits. Yeah, or dicks. Oh, dicks, dicks. You could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah dipshits yeah, yeah, yeah. or dicks. My audience was good. Yeah, everybody seems they to were like into the, it. They, they really <laughs> dig it. They really liked it. And they really liked the movie as well. Oh, maybe second time. Yeah. yeah there no. you go. Uh, so, but we decided that we would all like, cause we, we saw it at different times and we wanted to make sure that we could all get together and actually talk about it. Um, also I, it's a very long movie and I was too sleepy to do a hot take after we finished watching it. So. Very, very true. true. I mean, it's a 24 hour long movie. I don't think they need it. <laughs> I mean, it clocks that. in. I mean, the movie at, takes at a, give or take 10 years. So. Yeah, that's true. It's a crisp yeah. 23 hour, 57 minute movie. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's not surprising to me that uh, it made, or that you were sold out because let me check my notes here. It was... Oh, a bajillion dollars it made over the weekend. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. So this we got a lot right to here. talk about. So let's let's get all of the credentials out of the way real quick. We've already introduced ourselves. We're talking about Avengers Endgame. It was directed by the Rooster Brothers. It just came out this past weekend, mm -hmm. April 25th, 2019. It stars Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Don Cheadle, Paul Rudd, Benedict Cumberbach. Chadwick Boseman, Brie Larson, Tom Holland, Karen Gilliam, Zoe Saldana, Evangeline Lilly, Tessa Thompson, Renee Russo, Elizabeth Olsen, Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, Tom Hiddleston, Dana Guerrera, Benedict Wong, Palm Clementeff, 
Dave Bautista, Letitia Wright, John Slattery, Tilda Swinton, John Favreau, Haley Atwell, Natalie Portman, spoilers, are going to happen in this episode. You only mispronounced four of these names wrong so far. Taika Waititi, Angela Bassett, Mikhail Mikhail Douglas, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, William Hurt. William Hurt's not in this movie, is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Was he at one point? Yeah, yeah. yeah Kobe Smulders, Sean Gunn, Winston Duke, Linda Cardellini, Maximiliano Hernandez. He's Asian Sitwell. Oh. Frank Grillo, Harryuku Sonata, Tom Von Lalore, James Darcy, Jacob Batalon. Okay, now we're starting to get into the weeds. Vin right. Diesel, right. Bradley Cooper, Wrap Gwyneth Paltrow, Robert Redford, Josh Brolin, Chris moly. Pratt, Samuel L. Jackson, who is 70 years old, Lexi oh. Rabe, Ross Marquand. Welcome. This is the whole podcast. Fantastic audio. Joe Russo, Emma Furman, Michael James Shaw, Terry Notary, Carrie Condon, Ben Sakamoto, Ava Russo, Cade Woodward, Stan Lee, Yvette Nicole Brown, Kellen Mulvey, Leah Maravella Russo, and Oprah Julian Russo, Winfrey. Taylor Patterson, Ken Young, Ty Simpkins, oh, Ken Young Jackson awesome. A. Dunn, <laughs> Lee Moore, Basio LeClaire, Loanne LeClaire. There's still a lot Joe left on that McAvoy. Where do you cut We're it off? Here all, all right, all right, all right. Where do you stop? Michael a. You guys can keep talking. Stop. Michael A. Cook, Brent McKee, oh my gosh. Ryan Schaefer. I, so, like, I, I liked this movie pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it as well. Yeah, I liked it a lot. How do you want to talk about this? Jimmy Ray I think Birch. Mumbles. Hey. James Lynn. I will say this, that for someone who goes into this movie, knowing it's not made for me, this isn't what like gets my juices going for like films per se. So I thought it was a good time. Like I had fun with this movie. Well, unpack that a little for me. Why do you think so it's you, not for you? So, so you Michael, just have not seen got it. that many. I got to the I've end seen a movies. good couple handfuls, but definitely probably 50%, if not just a little bit more than 50%. Okay. So for me, like the the beat 'em up aspect of these films is not the type of thing that I go to the see CGI a movie for. Warfare but I think uh, where I really liked Infinity War was that it was kind of like the third Guardians movie. Mm-hmm. I liked yeah. how Endgame was kind of like a third Ant Man movie, kind of. Kind of. And so that's why I liked it. Like, so we're gonna keep it spoiler free. The first, sure. like, we're gonna do this hot take style, even though it's special. Cool. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to cut out this. the thing that I just did, and I'll put that at the end of the episode. Oh, it's Great. too bad. We I were love, all talking uh, over it. I can't believe our, our listeners are going to miss that wonderful audio tidbit right up front. Um, <laughs> right, so we'll keep it spoiler-free. Okay. And then we'll... We can do that. Knock into the actual spoilers. But so what you, Bernadette, have not seen every single Marvel movie. Correct. Which I think I have. Yeah. Robbie. I have. Yes, I everybody have one else. I have not seen. Mike. Which okay. one? Which one? You? Ultron? Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, oh really? Shit. Oh, wow. I've seen that one. Oh, man. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, but you've attempted. I've tried, but I've just, I've fallen asleep. He's so cute. Yeah. He's so tiny. I know. Oh, I want to see it. I Steve just, Rogers, so wimpy. Like, I know, like, what happens. I know yeah. that Red Skull. You got to watch it or you're not sold space. on Bucky. Well, I mean, Winter Soldier did it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, they're like, here's this guy with one arm. I'm like, I'm in. If Winter Soldier doesn't do it for you, no, Winter oh, Soldier is an, is probably still my favorite. Agreed. It's excellent. Really, your favorite? I think it's Marvel in my. Movie. I think it's in my top five of should, favorite I Marvels. Think we should also maybe not now or at some point discuss what have that conversation. Yeah yeah, 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 absolutely, definitely. But I think it's important to sow the seeds of early Bucky. 
with mm-hmm. First Avenger. Sure. No, I mean you're you're yeah. right. <laughs> 100%. So the point is, Bernadette, you yes. you've not you're not I've as seen, invested. Body I've seen in. all of uh, the first phase. Okay. And I've seen a good handful from second phase, and again for the third phase. Right. And I think for me, at one point, it really did seem like a money grab to keep making these movies. I didn't really see the, the full end game of the situation. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, during the end like, game turns out is a billion dollars in one week. Oh, I know. <laughs> but to me, it was just those uh, second tiers because I was like the one who brought out my friends to go see like the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. And like uh-huh. for a while there, I was hard into the superhero movies okay. until it became like not a nerd thing, but more of like a box office blockbuster thing. And that's where I started to fall off a little bit, where I was like, well, I don't feel like these movies are necessarily doing the thing for comic book lovers as much as it's just like trying to make a shit ton of money. It seemed like a money grab. So I started falling off and picking and choosing which ones I wanted to go see. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, that's hmm. just where I started to fall off hmm. on the MCU. I definitely feel but like definitely it seen... ebbs and flows. Yeah, there are some exactly. that are better than others, definitely, exactly. but I don't necessarily – Totally agree with you. I think they've they've really hit their stride in the last phase of this whole. Yeah, Mm. I think phase Phase three has been really tight. Phase three is where it is. I think in phase two, and like I wouldn't go as far as to say, you know, maybe money grab. They're trying to make money. They're trying to make, all the movies are trying to make money. All movies are trying to make It's a business. It's a business. They need to make money. Disney bought it. I think it's easy to be critical of phase two because like. A lot of phase two is setting up what's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I think all the movies to a certain extent like kind of throw some balls off, up to be caught and to mm-hmm. like set up other things. But phase phase two does it like extra. You know, it's, especially like a movie like Age of Ultron, which is like a trailer reel. It's explicit. For a bunch of other movies. And, like, right. I, I actually like Age of Ultron. I think it's cool. But, but you also saw Age of Ultron for the first time after recently, you've already seen Infinity War, Which I think right? is why I liked it. Which more. I think it yeah. works a lot better when you've – when because – Really, Ultron is a mess for a lot of reasons, but it's really like sowing the seeds of pretty much all of Phase 3. When you see where it goes, the movie's a lot easier. It makes more sense. Yeah. That's for sure. I really like that now that Endgame has come out that everybody is starting to admit how good Age of Ultron is. That was a good one. Not quite what I said. (laughs) Pretty much what I did. (laughs) I mean, a lot of it got cut out. Well, a lot of Age of Ultron Age is a of mess, Ultron and we all agree was on three that. hours, but there probably there's some really good sense. There's <laughs> sure yes. everything. Everybody, the biggest complaint that everybody had about Age of Ultron that was like, oh, it was too much. Like the positive spin on it would be world building. It's right. building the world that they're about to launch into because now they know that they can pretty much do whatever they want. So they need to set the stakes on. Multiple different things. What do they be? Character arcs, character introductions, differences in reality, time travel. Right. Everything is introduced in Age of Ultron that has come to fruition by the last frame of Endgame. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I have been telling people ever since Age of Ultron came out where it's like, I'm upset that it wasn't its own movie. And it's like, look, these movies aren't allowed to be their own movies. And anybody that says that Endgame is a good movie has to agree with that because Endgame is not its own movie. Nothing makes sense in this movie if you have not seen what else is going on. It's still like fun and entertaining and populous and cool, but 
you the more of the past 21 movies that you've yes. seen the more you get out of it's it. a culmination you, you get yeah. out a lot yeah. you get out as much as you put in right and if you've really been there putting it all in this yeah whole this time, is really like a, a love letter to the fans kind this, of movie i don't yes. think they could have done it any better than they did to pay off on all the stuff they've been building 100 this entire time this is the, this is the best version of the thing that we knew that we were going to get. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I said this about Infinity War as well, but I think it's even more so because I, this is, here's my hot take. I think Endgame is slightly, I prefer Endgame to Infinity War. I think Endgame is a, I enjoyed Endgame a little bit more than Infinity War. I think it's a better Infinity film. War. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's almost a miracle how they pulled this shit off. No, Agreed. no, no, it is. Agreed. I say it is. It's a fucking miracle. It's how insane. Do we not see, do we see Infinity War and Endgame as like, is this not going to one day in the conversation be like Infinity War and Endgame are kind of like one movie, like Kill Bill 1 and 2 in a way? Yeah, yeah. Kind of. I mean, more so I think yeah. like, like, I think Infinity War, like, I think it really lands yeah. because of like, kind of what Endgame succeeds doing, you know? I would say it's almost more like, this is not a perfect example, but like uh, Lord of the Rings 2, Lord of the Rings 3. Okay. Like come out a year after Empire each other. Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Yes, also that. Well, okay. was that, that wasn't one year. Was it wasn't one apart. year, but it was more like, you know, we lost. The bad guys sure. won. Sure, sure. So, okay, Our heroes are put in a really sure. weird spot. But I just think like. In the zeitgeist. In the, yeah, I like, think also like the, the time between movies is a big factor. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I think the Lord of the Rings comparison makes a little bit more sense I don't sense think, though, that me. that, like, in the grand scheme of what you're talking about, sure. like, that's not going to matter. People aren't going to care whether there was one year or three years between these movies 30 years from now. I suppose you're They're going to go, so what's the order of the Marvel mm-hmm. movies? Yeah. I want to watch the Marvel movies in mm-hmm. 2035. And it's like, well, you start with Iron Man, mm-hmm. and then you go all the way up to then, Endgame, then and then, what, like, the other 57,000 movies like, that have been released What is the difference between, like, a Kill Bill... Or Empire and Jedi comparison, you know? Why do why do so many people see Kill Bill as like one movie released in two parts, mm-hmm. then see a trilogy divided by three? Like what what kind well, of do you think I, what do you I think mean, the in that in that context, in that context, they were made they were made at like the same saying. time, in the same way that these movies were, in the mm-hmm. same way that Matrix Reload and Revolutions yeah, that were. That was the other example yes. I was gonna use. In the grand scheme of time, which is what you're you the original question was asking yeah. about. Nobody cares like how much time passed between them. It's I'm watching it now. Like yeah. these are movies that my parents were 30 years old when it came out. Mm-hmm. And now I'm watching it. They don't care if it was one year or two years because they just get to press play and watch the next one. I will say this, though, where I watched Infinity War a week before seeing Endgame. And to me, they nice do. Yeah, <laughs> it's been all right. Yeah, to me, it did very much feel like a Kill Bill Volume One and Volume Two. Sure. Yeah. Watching them back to back, I'm like, these are sister films in yeah. the sense that they are so entwined with each other that it does make sense to me. It could have just been one long movie, and everyone would have hated it because it was six hours long. And yes, I, I'm but. you with this, Mike, because I think yes, in the grand scheme of time, it doesn't matter when these movies come out. But sure. I think there is a difference between a movie like. If we're going to continue to use this example, Empire Strikes Back and then Return of the Jedi, those came out a couple of years apart from each mm-hmm. other. But they were also made a couple of years apart from each other. And I think it's more about how these movies are made. Yeah. Again, with like using Which, the Lord of the Rings right. example, like two Matrix. and three or the Matrix. They're also, made at the same time. Yeah. I think, I think that right, has – It's also this difference of like how movies are made – 
at all now. Well, like you can. You mean technology wise? Yeah, you can afford to make uh, Infinity War, which costs like seven hundred million dollars to make, and right. Endgame, which costs over eight hundred million dollars to make. You can afford to make those movies at the same time now because you have the infrastructure to be able to build from that. Well, technology aside, like production aside, like maybe even just like in a narrative like position, there's a time gap between Empire Ending and Return of the Jedi. Right. There, in the narrative, there is. We're a going time really difference. far down the the rabbit hole of this of this discussion. <laughs> I, I just this being... is non-spoiler territory. Sure, yeah. so. Sure. But so I, I I'm not talking that... as much about the how. The movie. Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, sure. you can't really talk about any well, of the movie. Right. We, That's what I'm saying. Once we do sort of go into spoiler time, I want to bring up a few things that I actually liked more about Infinity War than Endgame. Even mm-hmm. though maybe overall I think Endgame is a better movie, mm-hmm. yeah. there's things that I really enjoyed about Infinity War that are not, you know, whether it's specific to characters yeah. or. I think you it's know, like places it's like where it happened to even judge any yeah. game because it's so predicated on the homework. Totally. Sure. Like totally. It's almost hard Not to necessarily even... though. Sure. I, you I guess cannot me, go into Endgame without seeing Infinity War. Correct. That is Correct. True. That's why I made it a priority. I mean, you to can. Sure it just won't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. And, yeah, it's, and, but, but, the payoff will be as good. But the the spider the spider web of that is you can't go into Infinity War without predication mm-hmm. on it, at Age the of very War. least yeah. civil war and civil war. Like you need to understand what's going on. Otherwise, you're going to be like, kind of... how come that yeah. guy doesn't? I think like if you don't see Guardians, you don't understand. I think it's Agreed. weird. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll be like these characters are fun. I hate them. Yeah. But why yeah. are they here? It's but like yeah. you can watch yeah. the movie and you can watch those just Infinity War and Endgame and not have any relation to anything else that's ever happened. And you can watch them and you can enjoy them because they're popcorn entertainment movies. Sure. But also, like you can say that about any movie. Yeah. Like if you're just gonna like watch Matrix Revolutions and you've never seen anything else, you go cool they got like robots and stuff like yeah. that i have no idea so, what's going on but i don't care let's wrap this up because i don't think those people are listening to this podcast well well everybody in the world has seen this movie <laughs> yeah 1.2 billion dollars has said right that. but i don't think that's who's gonna Hopefully listen to not, this podcast the next couple of weeks of your showings mm. we'll uh, the thing can. the thing i i want to say is that i think Say what you will about like the Marvel movies, because I, I agree that they're not for everybody. You know, they are largely popcorn fare, but they are unique and singular in the way that they have successfully built this, this spider web up in a yeah. way that there is nothing else in visual entertainment that has built this kind of massive, yeah. interconnective, sprawling web. That has pretty much consumed almost the entire media industry, which, again, you can be critical of that as well. And what Disney is doing with the media industry is very much valid for criticism. Mm -hmm. But the Marvel Cinematic Universe is its own unique special thing. And again, I think Endgame is a miracle in the way that it takes this huge wide swath of movies that is unprecedented in the entertainment movie and is able to bring them all together and very eloquently bring all those elements in, in infuse a lot of callbacks. And, and, and again, the more that you put in, the more homework you put in, the more you really get out of this movie. And there's a wide, I think, kind of 
um, range of how much you can get out of this movie versus whether you're sure. like a casual viewer who's seen some of the movies, maybe not all of them, to someone, a diehard who's seen every single one of these movies as they've come out. It's, it is unlike anything else. Sure. That seems like the best way to go about like getting around the table and then jumping into spoilers real quick. Like, like Diana, like what do you think about like spoiler free? What do you think about Endgame just as like an experience at the end of the road of all these Marvel movies? Because like me and you I've, have watched all the Marvel I found movies. It really satisfying. Yeah. Uh, definitely. You know, like when you've been watching all of these, you have your own expectations of what's going to happen or what characters you think are going to live or die or how things are going to get tied up. And I found that there was still some surprises, which is awesome. I think a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, There was definitely like moments of seeing people get choked up, myself included. Oh, my God. Um, The woman behind, who's in your row. Yes. Fucking bawling. Emotional. It was emotional. Which is cool. I liked it. Which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Or cheering, excitement. So, like, those watching with a big audience and getting that reaction is really satisfying. But then also just, yeah, having spent a lot of time watching these movies before knowing you guys and now since knowing you guys and getting to talk about them. Yeah, it was really satisfying. It was a lot of fun. Definitely worth seeing on the big screen for I mean, sure. Fuck yeah! I mean, which one point two billion dollars would agree that a lot yeah. of people yeah. want to go see this immediately without having anything spoiled or anything? Like, yeah. burn, burn. What did you? What did you think? Oh yeah, on the non-spoiler. Yeah, I should I should backpedal and say that uh, while I have not seen all of the Marvel movies, I do have the knowledge of what takes place during all of these films because I have friends who are deeply ingrained in the comic world and I've read some of these comics. And to me, at a certain point, it did feel very commercial and I wanted to jump out at that moment because to me, it wasn't feeling genuine on the screen. But I was very impressed with Endgame. I think all of the ways it tied up certain storylines felt very genuine and real and emotional to me. And I definitely cheered up a couple times. I was there watching with a friend who I've never seen a movie with in the movie theater with. And she was like choked up for the last half an hour. And I was like, oh, I don't know this side of you. This is cool to see. I've seen you go through some shit in real life and you've never cried. (laughs) And here you are crying. That's the beauty thing. That was cool. It's like a safe space to let that stuff out. It's cathartic. (laughs) So yeah, I thought what it was doing, it did very well. And I was very impressed. I think overall, I walked away feeling like, yeah, I would definitely go see that again. Absolutely. Not even just the fact that we're playing it at the theater that we work in. Like, yeah, I would go see this again. I would pay money. I would show with my dollar, vote with my money that this is good. It's okay. You don't have to anymore. I think they've got enough dollars. <laughs> I think they, the votes are in. Well, I'll go watch and, uh, it. Disney said you free. steal it now. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, Robbie, Robbie, what about yeah. you, man? What do you, what do you think non spoiler I think what Diana said about like satisfying is like kind of the, a very spot on word for it. You know, it's it's ten years of them. I think demanding a lot from their audience. I think we kind of like understate that like the MCU in general demands something from the audience per movie, and I think that it's a contract that you kind of sign over with them, and you kind of go through ups and downs with Disney, with the MCU, and with things like that. I think with a movie like Endgame that I really enjoyed, that I like almost ugly cried <laughs> during a Aww. few times because I just was so 
blown away by what it was doing and how enthralled in it I was and how quickly three hours of my life just got zapped away and then I did it again. And if I just keep doing it, I'll die Within the early. same day. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, so, and <laughs> then, just, and it's weird because like, day after, when it comes to, there is some different, um, but like, it, it's, I'm not always into like fanfare. I'm not always into like writers, directors, auteurs giving the fans what they want because the fans want it. And this is one of the few examples where I'm like so on board with it. Whereas like, I think a lot of people are really critical on movies like Last Jedi because they do the opposite where they kind of subvert fan expectations and they don't give the fans what they want. And I'm really into those decisions more often. But a movie like this, which is almost like the polar opposite to that kind of like design philosophy, um, I'm a little afraid of what that means for the future of storytelling and like blockbusters. But I'm also like really happy that this movie exists. And, you know, just kind of wrap up my rant about it. I loved it. I Robbie, so well movie. said, <laughs> like incredibly well said. Yeah, like and I, you were saying everything. I was like, ah, shit, I have to follow this. I should, I should have gone after Jack. <laughs> but I really, really like the movie. But not that Jack. You, little, what you had to say was really I good. Can be I, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm a little, I'm eloquent. a little afraid. I'm a little terrified of like the future of of media after no, this. But movie. Hey, excited, but too. excited, but yeah, excited. You're, yeah, like that. It's good. The reason that, like, you're somebody that really cares about the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the sense that you've been following it, you yeah. dig it, you like talking about it. Uh, you hadn't seen Age of Ultron until about less than a year ago. And I really liked it. And you really liked it because yeah. it's really good. You're tearing up right now. I can see you over there. Is it well, allergies? We're going to try this like podcast. Yeah, we we're all here for each other. <laughs> Once we start running down some of those beats, we are going to be flowing in here. Uh, so I, I guess before we go on our break real quick, like my kind of real quick, like my feeling on the whole thing is, uh, I honestly feel like these Marvel movies are, they are a certain type of movie. And, uh, if, if these movies do what they're supposed to do, I think that they are good. And for the most part, all of them have done this. Like, even the ones that I really kind of get down on, like The Dark World and stuff like that, like, these are movies that they do what they're supposed to do. And when you go in, you check in. And if you were expecting something else to happen and it doesn't happen, like, you can't really be mad at it as long as, like, the movie's actually doing something that should happen. And I think Endgame is the type of – like Infinity War was that movie. It was when you go to a big Marvel event movie, these are the things that happen. This is what happens. Bop, 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 bop. And it was fun, engaging. Everybody liked it. And then it ended with an amazing ending where we didn't know what was going to happen next. And then Endgame happens and it is a cinematic glory of – just everything that movie escapism is supposed to be. These are not supposed to be real people. These are not supposed to be realistic things. The time travel might make the most sense out of anything ever. Talk about it. We'll talk about it. (laughs) But these are characters that you've grown and the more grown to know. And the more that you know them, the more that you care about them and the more the movie makes emotional stakes towards you and the more involved you are it's 
all of these characters, whether they were introduced to us from 2008, 2009, 2010, or as recently as 2016, 2017, 2018. 2018, these are characters that you care about in one way or another. And the movie Endgame is in complete control of that. It understands that you might care about this person a lot or you might care about them just a little bit. But either way, you're going to care about what they're doing in the grand scheme of all of this mixed in with what everybody else is doing. And that's really fucking hard to do, especially even if your movie's three hours long. Yeah. yeah. And had a precursor like a year ago that was also almost three hours long. They have, it's a six hour long movie and I'm sure there are things that are just like, I really wish we could have put that in there. Yeah. I'm Try. sure there's more that they want to do. And to there's definitely point, more. They are, they're already like leaking deleted scenes and stuff like that. Oh man. You can I watch the those. movie and you can see like, oh yo, Ken, Ken Jong like definitely had some deleted scenes yeah, from there. Like yeah. where yeah. he was interacting with Paul Rudd and it was funny and they were just like, yeah, it's just funny enough to see Ken Jong's face. Everybody's lightened up. We don't need to see him like red light, green lighting Paul Rudd as he's walking away, which is definitely what's happening in that scene. Rewatch it. That's what there, there's a take of that where every time Paul Rudd looks back, he stops. Paul Rudd turns. Ken Chung keeps walking. You're getting into the weeds now. Sorry. That's okay. Um, Burn to what you said before and like coming off of what you're saying about like how that all works. I think they've earned that emotional payoff. And you said mm-hmm. like it feels genuine in mm-hmm. Endgame. And I think they've they've spent that time, they've put in that like legwork to establish all these characters. You know all these characters going in. You feel for these characters one way or another going in. So when they have, and again, we all have been talking about crying during this movie, Endgame is an emotional movie because they put in so much of the legwork to build that amount of empathy for these characters that is again i think unprecedented unprecedented anywhere else where you can have mike read off all those names a lot of people in this movie that are important that are important equally important it's a miracle i mean like it's it's a miracle that the movie delivered even half as well as it did well i think part yeah i think part of that is also that it is meant to be as a reward to the people that have stuck it out yeah. yeah. So I think, like you said, the MCU asks a lot of people, but I think they also think of it as rewarding people that are super fans, you know, where they went to, yeah, wait until the end of the credits. We're going to sneak something. Oh, we're going to add a second thing halfway through. Oh, we're going to do this. And some of those things became expectations. Mm-hmm. But I think part of it was that this movie was sort of like, okay, you put in your time. We're going to deliver some stuff. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And they certainly did. Yeah, they did. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something to be said about um, them giving themselves, like, a rich enough fondue pot for them to, like, <laughs> stick some really good ingredients in there, yeah. you know? And I think that's to their credit. And, and yeah, it's good that, you know, the audience's, audiences were, were patient enough to kind of wait for that delicious stew. Of melted cheese or chocolate, <laughs> depending on your whatever flavor. you. I mean, low and slow. The fondue, the fondue, <laughs> fondue, but a stew of cheese. Yes, <laughs> I think the the one other thing, spoiler free, that surprised me about Endgame is how much time they took to let those characters kind of stew. Like yeah. this is a long movie, but they spent for me a surprising amount of time, kind of just. Very, we talked about yeah. failure in in Infinity War. Just kind of 
living in that failure. Yeah, it was very emotional for and the characters as well as the audience. Exactly. And yeah. like having a huge blockbuster movie that takes its time to kind of dwell on failure and let its characters just live within that failure it was really different and interesting than I expected at all going into this Which movie. Which I think will – this definitely encouraged me to go back and watch the movies that I had missed because it's saying like, oh, no, we understand that sometimes all of this comes too quickly. Right. But we also have the balls to make you wait. And so, yeah, now I'm definitely way more enticed to go back and watch the, the movies that I missed That's because of how well this movie does yeah. its thing. Yeah, there's definitely one movie I really want to watch again endgame we talk about that in spoilers cool. yes cool cool well then so i think that we'll take this moment to uh take a quick break here and uh when we come back we will dive deep in onto uh who dies robbie who dies? you can talk about who dies i'll tell you and uh thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you right after this break Hi, I'm Joe. Hey, I'm Alex. We're the host of Two Bald Men and Friend. The show where we talk about issues and ideas using pop culture as a springboard. We talk about movies like Three Billboards Outside Ebbing's Missouri to talk about false dichotomies. Or we review Coco to talk about representation in Hollywood. Or we review Russian Doll and talk about existentialism. And most recently, we released an episode about Endgame with Mike from Story Screen Presents. So, hop on over to iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or Stitcher to listen to Two Bald Men and Friend. Now enjoy the rest of this episode of Story Screen Presents. A far superior podcast. All right, and welcome back. So, we're talking that end game. Which game? And game. Ender's game? And game. Ooh. Orson Scott's cards, famous. Uh, Orson Scott cards. Orson Scott cards. Famous. Do we want to take this again? Do we want to redo it? Famous book. End game. Yeah, they oh, love man. us by now, right? I they're, love they're it. in it. I love so those books. They already click play. They're <laughs> like in it. Yeah, they're into they it. They know it's it Orson. Orson Scott He's card. He's a racist anyway. He unfortunately is. Yeah. But I do really. I do really like those books. from 50 years <laughs> ago. Did you shadow our bangers? Yeah. Did you know that, or did you just take a stab in the dark? No, I did know that. No, okay, no, okay. I, 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 I didn't know that when ra- I first read it. This is up for that all the time. So He's a racist we're anyway. talking yeah. about Avengers Endgame, and now we're getting into spoilies. Okay. Uh-huh. We don't <laughs> obviously want to go to like the big shit that happens at the end right away. Let's talk about the little shit that happens at the beginning. Little shit. You guys think that that's a good way to go? I yeah, I like sure. Talking about okay, his motherfucking so, head chopped off. Hawkeye's opening responded. scene. Oh my god, Hawkeye's opening scene is heartbreaking. So working here at the theater, somebody I, laughed in the audience, but I think it was nervous I know, laughter. It was fucked up. I think it was like a <laughs> uncomfortable laughter. I was I was a uh, cross about that guy laughing. Oh, not out cool. Loud. Sorry, Mike. No, no, no. no, Mid-sentence. Working here at the theater, I have gotten to see how people interact with this movie at different stages because I I, I go into the theater. I check how everybody's doing, make sure nobody's on their cellular telephones. And I just randomly usually go in right around the time like a big moment's about to happen. And I'll just kind of chill for a second 
and see how that moment is taken. But I have watched the first five minutes of this movie almost every time just to make sure on opening weekend it sounds good. Everything's working out great. So I've watched the opening about 15 times now. (laughs) That Hawkeye scene is absolutely perfect. And I guarantee that it was it was edited down to the bare bones of what it needed of what it needed to be to at, convey that as like yeah. the cold open to the, the Marvel banner. It it's is so sad. amazing. People gasp when it cuts to black and the Marvel logo starts. I mean, well, like sequence. he doesn't even see his family disintegrate. Yeah. He just turns around and they're gone. I mean right. the, the whole sequence kind of says it all. It's about him teaching his daughter how to shoot an arrow. And he's just like, it's not about how you get, it's not about where you end up, it's how you get there. And that's the entire allegory for Baby, the entire, oh my God, movie, I fucking love you. That's the, the whole fucking point of the That's the entire sorry, point sorry. of the entire, like, that whole sequence is perfect. Because it's like, you know, she gets the bullseye and he's like, just remember, it's not about how you get there. Or you know, it's not about where you end up, it's how you get there. And that's the allegory for everything the MCU and this movie alone is all about. And that's yeah. the... First line in the movie. Snap. So good. Who puts mayo on a hot dog? uh, Who puts mayo on a hot dog? uh, Coming out of Infinity War, like we had a lot of theories. You can go back and listen to our Infinity War. Our hot take. Same table. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, Coming out of that movie, you know, Hawkeye is not in Infinity War at all. They explain why. Neither is Ant-Man. It makes sense out of Ultron why he's not around. Mm Mm-hmm. Or I guess he was Civil in War. Civil War, yeah. 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 It House makes sense why he's not around. Yeah. And the kind of like prevailing theory was like, all right, well, he's off with his family. There's all the Ronin stuff like from the comic books. It makes sense for the snap to happen and him to lose his entire family and then become Ronin. And that's – you kind of see that in the trailer. It's like confirmed by the trailer. But mm-hmm. we had even like kind of postulated that before that. Right. But – and I think this is how – this is a common theme for how I feel about Endgame. There's a very big difference between theorizing something, even knowing something is probably like 99% going to happen, and then seeing it. So for them to open cold open with Hawkeye, the second they showed Hawkeye, I was just like, fuck. They're going to kill his yeah. whole fucking family. Fuck. Well, because I mean, I think the whole introduction of Hawkeye having a family was like one of the best plot lines yeah absolutely like, interesting you know it, yeah. yeah it was my favorite character in the mcu mm-hmm. i've gone on record before and said that i mean like that good. that essentially that. made him his superpower was like he was the humanized one of the group right um some of my favorite parts of ultron is him just being like talking to his wife just like i gotta keep it together for right these guys like and his wife saying like they need you yeah mm-hmm. no definitely um but exactly like that held him together yeah. As a character, and then kind of gave you incentive of okay, why was he able to be like best buds, big brother to Black Widow? Why was he right. able to like pull other people in? And it's kind of like that's his role with his own family. So, and to yeah. see him open like the minute it like cold opens yeah. with Hawkeye, I knew exactly what was going to happen, and it just left a pit in my stomach to have to watch it. Yeah. So, you watching it 15 times. <laughs> Fuck, man. Well, I also, I don't, it's not just me watching it 15 times. It's me watching it 15 times and each time it's with a different audience that's seeing it. For the first time. Probably for the first time. Mm -hmm. And you get to, you get to hear the gasps and you get to hear the oohs. 
And then as soon as the Marvel logo comes up and it's, you know, Dear Mr. Fantasy playing and it's like, this is a movie that's going to be fun. This is great. Yeah, for me, coming into this, just watching Infinity War, one of the best scenes for me in Infinity War was the after the credit scene back on Earth explaining like, oh, this is the human element like element of the snap taking place. Oh, the helicopter's going down because now its pilot is gone. Cars are crashing because humans are being snapped out of their vehicles while they're moving. And to me, Virgin and I did a podcast about the leftovers. Because like the most exciting part to me was like, this is the leftovers happening on a much grander scale where half of everyone is snapped out of existence. Right. And so for me to take such like a fantastic scenario of this happening and putting in such a human element at the very beginning of Endgame, like these people are just humans. They're yeah. not super powered at all. Really grounded the and movie. Look, yeah. And look at what happened. To me, that was super impressive and a good show of faith of like what you're getting into. Yeah. The first half of this movie is way more interesting to me as my own type of movie watcher than the latter half. Agreed. I, I love the latter half. I think it's yes. fucking awesome. I think everything that it does is really fucking well, cool. Well, the last yes. act is the payoff. That's it's the you payoff. Know, this That's is, exactly but, what I was going to say. But the whole fact that this was three hours and the first solid hour is just like- Aftermath. Aftermath, toil, dealing with that shit, deciding to still try and do something about it. Yeah. And it's compelling. Right. You're yeah, like, it's, it's, wait it's a minute, the, this is pretty the, damn good. the action- Adventure equivalent yeah. of like a violin just playing in a in a yeah. solid like dark room. Like, <laughs> you almost forget that like yeah, no yeah. one's like doing superhero stuff, punching shit, doing anything crazy. Like you kind of forget that like in a movie of powerful human beings or otherwise, a lot of that's not happening in the first like hour and a half. Well, and, that, well, and, and I think that that's so really cool, cool because yeah. the the idea of what a hero is mm-hmm. when there are no there's there's no supervillain to yeah. fight. A hero's job is to try and keep the world together and keep it That's going. That's why Captain America is in. Black like, Widow in like, is in kicking like, ass at yeah. shit. Captain America is kicking ass at shit. Yeah. Also. Like, Everybody's like going through their yeah. own senses of grief with themselves internalized, but also at the same time attempting to help the world in some way. And but that you guys is, are like, you're skipping ahead because I feel like don't forget to to mention just like about the sheer shock factor, like you already said. Mm-hmm. Thanos gets his head cut off, like yeah. that sequence. Oh no, no, before like, that, even like yeah. it's so crazy. Well, I just feel like I think to to maybe even like talk about the sequence where Thanos gets his head chopped off. I just mentioned how there's not a lot of like superhero-y things, like superhero tropey action things happening. Yeah, and that scene we get it all in five minutes. We get it Thanos is so getting, fast. He's getting dis fucking membered. You're yeah. getting something that like since Infinity War, since the year in between, you're like, I want to see Thanos get what's good. I want right. to see him get what's coming to him. They Arm give it gets to caught you, off, and the thing is, like, they could have chopped him into a million pieces and fed him to a dog. At the end of the day, no one's coming back, right? right. And, and that's, that's what they're giving you. That's like the sad right. thing about it. That's that's you, had, you had called that very early, like as yeah. we were getting up to the end game. You were like, "Yo, I think that they're just gonna kill Thanos off, like." Real quick. Yeah. I don't think that you thought it was going to be 15 minutes into I the movie. He was going to get like, his head 
like literally chopped off. And like when we saw the movie together, when he got his arm cut off, I, yeah. I yelped. Same. And then they chopped through his head and I was like, I have no more screams. <laughs> I was already shocked before. But <laughs> I, I mean, part of it is like you're so torn because you watch Thor do it and you see Rocket being like, what the fuck did Yo, you it's just like, Don't do, do, dude? that, man. Like yeah. we yeah. had no other option now. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think that's the most surprising thing about this movie is it, it subverts expectations by giving you that like, all right, let's go fucking get him. Yeah. And they do that really quickly. They get everybody yeah. together. They they bring in Captain Marvel. Right. And they're like, we're just going to go fuck. Because everybody. And the, and the act is very non-heroic. Well, I, yes. You know. But in a way, it's like, you know, coming out of Captain Marvel as well and seeing kind of the preview stuff. It's like, all right, yeah. Captain Marvel super tough. She's going to help him go fight Thanos. Like, she's right. going to be, like, integral to this whole thing. And then they just do it. And then it's it's that. That act of revenge, that act of like like violence, bloodlust, right, yeah, that you want after this going. They this have happening. nothing to show for it. Exactly, and then and having it to feels live. Bad. It feels, it feels terrible. Bad. Yeah, like you as the audience too, like you kind of feel bad. You're like, oh, yeah. These like, are the good guys. They're not supposed I, to act like this. I wanted to see the real world subtext of like if there's like an act of terrorism that happens, and then like the one who enacts it is like apprehended. Doesn't bring anyone back. Or like well, we yeah. just go to war with Iraq. Or we just yeah forever. Well, well I mean that's like an argument is... for the death penalty right there, sure, for exactly. or against yeah. it. You're like, that's... oh, somebody did something terrible. Should we chop their head off? That's the real Infinity War. Yeah, we got Iraq. This at least actually ended after like 15 minutes. Right. right. So we right. but <laughs> it. Well, I mean, I'm saying, but I think the most surprising thing is that act of revenge of. Uh, a vengeance uh, was like ended really quickly. It and, did, and then they spent a surprising amount of time just dwelling in that failure. Yeah. Right. right, that's true. And that I think was the most. And the remorse that was the thing going into this movie. I did not expect at all. No, nope. it was like very thrilling and very interesting for me to see to I handle mean, such human emotion. Right, yes. yes, and to spend so much time on that emotion that and, stuff. and yeah. removing like what it's it's kind of the Batman like. Oh, what are you gonna do with all this power, right? Yeah. There's all yeah. this muscle. When you really like, there's nothing for them to do. Well, I mean, it's like that argument where Cap like goes to see Black Widow, and he's like, "I'm telling everyone to move on." Yeah, but not us. And you're like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and, you have not moved on." <laughs> and like you said, Mike, like they're all trying to help the world in however ways you can. But I also think it's an interesting angle for. Black Widow, who's trying to continue this Avengers initiative. She's like, this you know, she sending people best. out. Yeah, yeah, this is her purpose. And, and right, really, yeah. it kind of feels like... Did you like all notice the, the ballet shoes on her on her desk? No, did I did not. Mm-hmm. That's good. The, that's good. the best. Mm-hmm. But it really, so it, it kind of feels almost, I think it's intended to be this way, like a almost a hollow endeavor where, yeah. where Captain America says to her, like, do we really need to keep doing this? Well, it's kind but of she's, like she's grasping all different at that. ways people grieve. Yeah. So, like, some people will throw themselves into their work. Some people are gonna try and volunteer and help someone else. Someone's gonna drink all the time. Some you know? people will gamma irradiate themselves until they become a half Hulk, half man. Just <laughs> I want to talk about that more. We'll get into that. Yeah, for sure. let's get into that. <laughs> uh, no, I just liked with Black Widow to see a woman crying on scene. In a moment of silence, rather than an in reaction to something yeah. that just happened, and it didn't it was very seem powerful. Like, to yeah, me it didn't to seem like a sign woman. of weakness. It no, was just it like, like utter frustration. Emotion. Nah. Well, she's the boss yeah. in that scene too. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, she's, for all intents and purposes, like she kind of took over. 
She's leading the Avengers. She's leading the Avengers right now. The idea of what Shield is really, yeah, and that's what she's doing. And it's even you know the the deep irony of of where she's come from to this point of her kind of being like this assassin for hire to this kind of gun for government to this organizer of peace. You know, who's trying to do the thing? She has a very incredible arc. I'm actually very excited to see what her her solo movie ends up being. Which is most likely a prequel. I know I we gotta talk. So. About, I want to talk about that it, more it's too. It's a black. Yeah. It's a Black Widow movie. Mm. Not a. We'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've ta- yeah. we ta- we talked about. It. I think. But I, I also like with her crying, like I, the frustration of like, well, Clint Barton didn't die. He's still alive, but he's still like cut off. Yeah. Male Black guy. Widow. Yeah. That's what like, we need. <laughs> well, he's still cut off from Holy his, shit. you know, that's you imagine? her friend. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's her, well, I mean, that's her family. The inverse of how she yeah. was found by Clint, she's right. going to do the same thing for him. Well, she's right. trying. Right. She's trying to. Yeah. Right. But she's it's, also just like, yo, take him out. Yeah, it's, it's just uh, someone like being portrayed as a, as a woman in film and her dealing with like, well, I have to do what's right, even though I have this deep-seated emotional connection to this person, and knowing that this person, she can't help him in any real concrete way, and seeing her deal with that frustration oh, was she, very she rewarding. She really understands it better than anyone, too. Right. I think it's also we kind of like skip through, you know, the the early scenes of Tony Stark floating on his mm-hmm. own. And oh man, I love to, those. Coming back to Earth like all emaciated. Yeah. I just like uh, having the interactions of him and Nebula because I love Nebula in that's this good. movie so fucking yeah. well. Yeah. I'm so glad She's she so got cool the screen time. Yeah. Because yeah. Props Nicola to Karen Gillan. All the movies. Yeah, she's, she's great. She's great. That's like, one of the best things is like she's always been a solid character, but she's been used just like very sparingly for yes. all of them. Well, she has her, her moment if, of shine. If you know Shout about, out like, to Jumanji because she's yeah. awesome. <laughs> she's she's awesome as Nebula. And No, which, no, no. Shout out to Doctor Who. Oh, well, shit, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean like as Nebula, she's so different from, yeah. you know, what right. Karen Gillan looks like in real life. That she's also in the right. office. We'll just pepper that in there. <laughs> Yes, yes. Pepper Potts that in there. Oh, Miss Potts. No, it's interesting, like in the like uh, from the comic book standpoint. Like, I, I, am I going uh, on the limb here and saying like I'm probably the only one at the table that read Infinity Gauntlet? Mm-hmm. I've read some of yes. it. Okay, so Nebula in Infinity Gauntlet takes the gauntlet, gets the gauntlet, is a bad guy. Thanos joins with the Avengers to be able to stop her because she ends up being way more destructive and powerful and intelligent than Thanos. Thanos is kind of like a brute instrument. Nebula gets it and she's just like, well, with this, I'm going to do all of this stuff. I've been trained to and do this. And Thanos right. teams up with the Avengers to stop her. And I really kind of like how it's a switch on that. Yeah. Where, And that's where I actually thought the movie was going, that like with the different Nebulas, that like, oh, one bad Nebula was going to become the big bad. And that the good weird. Nebula had to like team up it with is. the Avengers full on and be like, this is what she would do. I've been her. I know where she's at. Yeah. And I thought that that would have been amazing. They did do that a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit but it didn't go way. to the whole point that I thought it was going to. Yeah. And I actually, that's my, my favorite scene in the entire movie is that scene between the two Nebulas and Gamora. Mm-hmm. Agreed. With yeah. Hawkeye on the ground. Yeah. He's there too. He's there, 
there's that too, but fuck uh, that guy. He's just time clutching. Travel, I don't know, man. Travel, I feel like my favorite hey, nebulous scene like, what do you mean you know Tony her? playing playing football on the table. You want to try shoot again? Oh, man. And she was like, that was fun. That was good. I like that scene. I want to come back to that nebula. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, Because there's some time travel inconsistencies that don't. They don't set up the rules. Super I, I'm not here to poke holes you know in what? time travel shit. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that guy. But I've had conversations with people about this, and I've thought about it. I think I got pretty much all of them. Okay, yeah. wait. But I think I got answers for all of okay, them. Okay, so right, I have do questions. You just do this now. Then? I have questions. Well, uh, no, we no, no, can, wait, we wait, can wait. Get there. No, but I, I have we like still a got specific the thing to talk about. Nebula question. Like, why was Nebula the only character that was? Affected, like why didn't Tony have a heart attack when other Tony was having a heart Wi-Fi. attack? Because she's a she's, cyborg. That's yeah, the reasoning. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's like, what I thought. But like I was like, is it that to. simple? Is that why? Like, yeah. is there another reason? So. It's, it's basically the way I see it. Shared is like networks. Shared network. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So she fucked up. showed up. <laughs> it is fucked up. When she showed up <laughs> in the past, yeah, like her neural networks instantly linked Picked up. up on her. Oh, that's so, like, so messed it's up. Like, it's, it's like a file yeah. share kind it's of thing. It's actually, it's more, it's she was like in the cloud. a more yeah. objectification so of the it's character. It's very sad. Yeah. yeah, the fact that she's, Thematically, yeah, that yeah, she she's is had no longer that humanity person, taken that out. she is a I think it's robot. easily confusing because we were not so aware how like, this was supposed to work. She was yeah. to this yeah. network. She's so connected to Thanos in a way that, like, you can download her essentially. Yeah. That's so bad. Yeah, it's yeah, an amazing out. Yeah, yes, it's just like absolutely. Thanos has such a control of her. But I think you're right. I don't think that I, as a viewer, understood that watching Guardians as much as it is clearly spelled out yeah. in they Endgame. Say, they say it like pretty much like line for line. Like, there's another person on this network, which yeah. is like that's all they give you. So if you like, there's two nebulas, or yeah. if you like. Yeah. Are, are questioning it when you first watch the movie, it's going to be a little confusing. You kind of just have to it's pick totally it up through context. Yeah. Right. Exactly. If, it's if understandable. We, if we want to keep it moving and we want to move to the time travel stuff, I think very, really quick, I'd love to go around the table and talk about in like this movie is very evenly divided into three different kind of episodes. And the first one is grief, grief and story. all of this stuff. And the second one is Back Get to the, the Future 2. And then <laughs> mm-hmm. the third one is like what we all wanted when we walked out of Infinity War. Sure. What we wanted to happen. Or yes. like and so like in the first one, like the, uh, the idea of grief that they're kind of focusing around the six original Avengers and that all of these six original Avengers have been dealing with grief in their own way. It's it's a thing that happens in TV shows a lot when you have like a really big series finale and then you have to wait a year to come back and then you get to see how these characters reacted to these big events they did. Season finale into a season finale, yeah. yeah. And then they they take all of the characters and based on who the characters are and their believed uh dispositions towards going towards a certain thing. You get to see how they move forward and taking these the six original Avengers, you know, Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hulk, Hawkeye, Thor. You get to see how all of these people take in the grief of the not just the snapping that happens with Thanos, but also them going and killing him and realizing there's no way to fix this. We right. went and we killed them, but there's no way to fix it five years later. What do we do? That's that's the most surprising thing to me, I think, is that they the time skip 
where not only are they just five years later, they're not just reeling with the grief anymore. They're now living with it. Right. And like that. They don't see the light. I fucking love the card, the title card of it just says that really takes its time to say five beat years later. Like the the just there's that like two or three seconds where it really just like twists the knife of like like, years. The MCU has never done a narrative time skip like that. I don't know. For the most part, like, you know, from episode to episode, you got some that like, this one actually takes place a few years prior. And they're always in the present. They're always in like the now for the most part. So like, you know, to have a time skip and like, I'm sure we'll we'll talk about like ma- our prediction for maybe what phase four could even look the like. The repercussions of that might be weird. I mean, we're in 2023 now. That's kind of is Spider-Man Home uh, Far From Home in 2023. We will talk about it, but I think let's yes. talk. Okay, okay. Because cool. I think it's going to deal with PTSD the same way Iron Man three does. Okay, with cool. Peter Parker. Yeah, maybe. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. Probably. If they don't, I'm not going to like the movie. So. <laughs> yeah. Nick Fury's going to be a bad stepdad. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, the fact that they do that time skip even at all is like it, it's like pretty unprecedented. It, it's very cool, surprising. Like, I was very surprised, and it just you know I, I think I think us as like movie lovers and like even though we love bombastic superhero stuff, I think we are spending a lot of time in like the grief period of this movie because it's like character development wise. Mm-hmm. It's also more it's real. So rich, exactly. and it's so real, and it's so grounded. People don't just immediately bounce is, back like, when somebody dies when I talk that about they love. Thanos having this dope Darth Maul double sided swordy smackdown trying to take down Happy Boy. <laughs> oh God. I'm gonna scream about it. Yeah. Very loud. But for right now, I really talk about the character developing moments. They're really cool. <laughs> I think that's Fair. that's really like, you know, these movies have always been they're comic book movies. Right. You know, there's the argument that, you know, I've I, there's been like a kind of thing going on in the internet with people being like, don't bring your kids to Endgame if they're not going to be able to sit there for three hours. We're like, really, you know, these are comic book movies. These are Disney Ooh. movies, effectively. Yeah. There's some kids crying intended. behind me, though, during the movie. Just like, well, yeah. But just like, which I, which just I like expected. Children, children have been it's taken emotional. out of this movie at this theater. Okay. Not by me, that. but like their parents are like, oh, nope, they, that my, you are not ready for this. My oh, point really? is, oh, yeah. My point is, like, comic book movies, you can very much enjoy them as an adult. A lot of movies, a lot of these movies hit that kind of Pixar perfection where they're enjoyable by both adult and kids alike. But really, like, most comic book movies for kids. Right. Not saying that. You're wrong as an adult to enjoy them, but like the goal entertainment on that kind of like level. But that whole section of this movie really felt like this is the most, probably the most adult kind of situations content that themes that any Marvel movie has really dwelled on. In a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. too, that's uh, like whether you think it's good or bad, that's like the big difference that I see between Endgame and Infinity War. Like, some of the things that I really liked about Infinity War were the, I thought that there was more prevalent bits of humor peppered throughout. Mm-hmm. Not that there wasn't funny parts in Endgame. There I were. laughed out loud Yeah, there were. Times. There were, but Endgame in general, or at least for the first half of it, was so much more serious in tone. 
Whereas Infinity War was serious with its fighting, but it didn't really like get down to being like <gasps> dire until the very People end. It was a Guardians movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was great. Yeah, exactly. Like the mm-hmm. first setup is like a, a third Guardians movie, and the characters that I liked the best in Infinity War were the ones that were snapped out and missing in right. Endgame, which yes. were Doctor Strange interacting with Iron Man, interacting with yeah. Peter Parker, interacting with Peter Quill. Like those yes. were the best lines, exchanges, in my opinion. Right. And they were all gone from this movie. And when they came back, you were excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't we'll quite the that. same. Yeah. yeah. And that's there's kind of like a like the yeah. the monetization of what this thing is actually doing. Like okay. they want to make money. And they want to make sure that people are going to go see these movies after these original six guys aren't in it anymore. Right? Okay. And so actually Infinity War Besides the thematics, they kind of did that whole thing where they were just like, well, what if we took out Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, all of these people that weren't part of the originals that aren't going to be around probably three years from now? How would that that feel? They were heavily interacting, though, with Tony Stark and Thor. But you still liked them. It's a torch And that made you like them even more. I guess so. It made them them more real. And and now that they're gone in an endgame, you're watching it, you're like, I wish these guys were still here. So that when they come back, you not only get that, hurrah, they're back. We all knew they were coming back. But it kind of reaffirms it from a business standpoint. From from like a, sure. a, a a studio going, you like them, don't you? But yeah, also, you do. So now when we make more movies with them, you you'll go see them. see them. But also from a narrative standpoint, like Infinity War, very much kind of pulled back the focus on characters like Captain America, Tony Stark, Black Widow, like all the like main like core Avengers. We're there for sure, but we're not like the focus as much as, like you said, the new characters that right. really took the forefront. And narratively taking them away at the end of Infinity War and then giving this as like a final kind of swan song to those original Avengers who, from a business standpoint, are pretty much probably nearing the end of their contracts. Oh, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. so. It yeah. really feels like this is their final moment. In many ways, thematically and like from a business point, mm. this is their final moment to like shine and yeah. and conclude this story that they've been building for over ten years now. Sure, right? Yeah. Why are you that's making the a point? Face? Well, it's what I just said. Oh, <laughs> it's like that's what I was saying from that point of view. I see. It was like that's why they took them out of Infinity War. Sure, sure, sure. And then gave you Endgame, and then brought them back at the end, where it's like, well, these guys aren't going to be around forever. I mean, sure. they. They got rid of three of them. Well, narratively, too, I mean, you at the end of Civil War, you have Cap and... The splitting. You have the split, and then you, you get that glimpse of Black Widow and Cap again in the train station in Infinity War, which was like one of the coolest moments that in the theater. Cool. Everyone was like, fuck yeah, when they all came he back. That's a sick beard. His hair is perfect. You know, it, and it's awesome. It's so then, perfect. Well, it's always perfect. When he trimmed it, that beard oh, in Endgame. So, so sad. So I'm like, funny why? It'd be funny when Thanos did the snap his beard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I want to push yeah, the conversation uh, forward a little bit in the timeline of the movie. And I kind of want to talk about the people who find peace in grief and the people who maybe move forward in their life in these five years. Uh, Tony Stark. 
Tony Stark, and or even so nice. Doctor Hulk, and Mister Doctor Hulk. Yes. Yeah, you know? I'd like to talk about those. Or uh, not found it. Thick d- Thor. D- let's uh, let's <laughs> salt and let's pepper. Let's really Hulk. cut through this and let's hear some Hulk talk because I think you've been talk. very critical of Hulk. Oh, oh. I guess it just I just <sighs> when you when you uh, group chatted and you were like, who do you think who do you think people thirst over more? Uh, you know, Dad Bob Thor, or da- Dad Bob Thor, Thor, or Salt and Pepper Hulk. Hulk. Hulk yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Film Crit Hulk, yes. one of my favorite uh, writers on the internet. He replied to my tweet and said both. So uh, there you go. He's also there you very go. Critical of this movie, as he is most things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that's why he's good. He's, I definitely he enjoyed thick, thick Thor more from a standpoint of that's how I would think I would react personally. I don't think I would take the high road. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I definitely. Um, I guess not seeing the progression of Banner coming to peace with Hulk, and just seeing him like fused, like you know, interacting with kids and doing weird, like yeah, you know, dance moves and stuff and catchphrases, dabbing. Yeah, he it's was dabbing. Dabbed. Yeah. Dabbing. Yeah. Trust yeah. your mom. Or like, listen yeah. to your mom. Yeah. yeah. She's right. right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was humorous, but I would have liked to have seen more of Mark Ruffalo pre coming to peace. Mm-hmm. I think you still will get that. And that maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. I don't know. They're, they spent a hell of a lot of time of like Ant Man wandering the streets of San Francisco. I don't yeah. want to get, I, I want you guys to finish mm-hmm. saying that, but I don't want to get too far away from it. What are you without, talking about? Without of getting which one? my little intel that I think the five-year gap is meant to be that you don't get to see how they get to the places that they are. And that's what Cap, Black Widow, Hulk, everybody, is that you don't get to see how they got there. That's you get to fine. see where they are five years after a very bad time and how they've been led to grieve and be able to get there. Sure. And I think that's actually one of the most important parts of the movie is – that these six characters are all grieving in very different ways. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. But and I mean, he was specifically asking what I didn't like about it. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I'm saying, in my own opinion, I'm saying I probably would have liked it a little bit more having seen a glimpse of that. But right. I think you can get a good reaction of not having seen every single character transition. I felt like his was the weakest. Like okay. you don't see Thor – down spiraling, you just see the aftermath. But I felt like that was a lot more effective than the way they did it with Hulk. Well, I think maybe- Which you don't have to agree with me. That's just my opinion. It might be a little bit harder to buy. Like with Thor, it's easy to buy that he felt like he was this hero. And when he had that moment with Thanos, he chopped off the head and was just left so powerless that all he could do was just drink away his woes and try to sedate himself- in order to because he had nothing left he has all he's a he is a literal god and he has no power at all to like influence what he yeah. can do mm-hmm. i think it, uh, it makes sense that he that's how he reacts i think banner had like you know he had something to do for himself in the aftermath of infinity war where right. he was just like i still have this problem with hulk i need to fix it which I was a huge why, huge thing in infinity I think for war. him yeah exactly and i think for him like and not to take away from diana's point i think even to like kind of fuel it like he consumed he was so consumed by like i have to fix this problem because it's the only problem i have left in this world and he solves it because he when the world is in turmoil and action is happening and things are going on he didn't have time to reconcile with hulk yeah it's when everything has finally kind of like 
is done. He you has know, all the time in the world to sit in a gamma tank and just fuse his brain with him. He couldn't. He couldn't access Hulk at the time when everybody needed Hulk the most. Right. And that makes him feel bad. And now that no one needs Hulk. And so afterwards, he was like, I need to figure out a way where I can control Hulk. And in that five-year gap, he was able to figure that out. But now nobody needs Hulk because nothing's going on. And yeah. so now it's just Banner Hulk. It's profe- It's Professor Hulk. Yeah, I get in, it. In it's order- not that I don't get it. I just don't necessarily like it. Mm-hmm. I think like immediately seeing CGI – Dr. Hulk took me out of it for a minute. Super photorealistic Mark Ruffalo Hulk, too, where it's yeah. like, he looks I mean, the most like Mark Ruffalo. He looks ever. amazing. It's, it really it's fine, but good. I feel like he was so happy. And I'm like, you're not that happy when you're just you. Well, See, which I, I get. I think I the happiness is, yeah, burnt, burnt, yeah. Oh, well, I just think that with Thor and with Hulk, what they didn't really touch upon, they like relied so heavily on like beer gut. Thor mm-hmm. as a joke. I think it wasn't more about like, oh, he's just drunk all the time. It was, oh, he's a recluse. Yeah. He's yeah. not getting out and exercising. Totally. He's, he's totally Howard Hughes in it right he's now. Playing. He's right. not leaving the house. Yeah. Right. Which, yeah. Dude, so for me, that's Apex. pissing him in the jar, Howard Hughes of the 21st right. century. No. That's what I just said. Right. So for me, with I the Hulk, yeah. like, green. turning into this celebrity era Hulk, to me, it didn't even read as happy. It also read, read like a different level of sad. Oh. Where he was like, it's like empty. this is who I am now. It's like being a celebrity just to fill a void. Kind right. Of. Okay. Because like, well, I get that. maybe I can make people happy if they take a photo with me. Sure. Instead of like, I lost everything and I can't really come to terms with facing that. So instead I'm so. going to be this character. I, think also I see what I'm, you mean. It, yeah. it comes across as fake. And they didn't like dive into like the recluse level of Thor's problems. I feel like you don't get it until he sees his mom. Or the fake photo op version of Hulk. To me, they both read as like very different levels of sad. Thor like went away to like the shadows. Sure. And the Hulk was like, I can't react with any sadness, so I have to be out being happy with the people all the time. There were like two different spectrums. In order to solve his impotency, he just became a permanent boner. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the thing I really I liked about the whole character is that by fusing with the visceral heat of a whore or the Hulk. Of a whore? <laughs> Good that. job. So Good goes, job oh, over there. <laughs> the visceral heat of Hulk, he uh like he's like cocky and he's like kind of confident. And yeah. he also like when they're like, Can you do time travel? He's like, it's not my expertise, but I can figure it out. Yeah. I'm Hulk now. Whatever. I know. And he and he <laughs> like a dick about it and like he he does like he's the, sort of a bro he's a bro he's he's a hulk bro he's a permanent boner he's a permanent mm-hmm. boner but i i like that as much as it's kind of like i like nerdy self-doubty uh, uh bruce, bruce banner. banner you know yeah. but like it's cool like i bruce I like banner turning into the hulk is all about overcompensation yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so sure. when bruce banner becomes the hulk indefinitely he's gonna be a dude that's like i'm super strong I'm super smart. What's up? Yeah. It's like I was made for this. Yeah. But he's mm-hmm. also not yes. going to be like super bravado. But he's also like, oh, I think of, that's gratuitous. Yeah, because yeah. both, <laughs> both of those characters are built in like, it's so you know, cool like just we like, also, we yeah, get a like grossness classical to moments it. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they go back to, like it's, it's so, like they, they the Russo brothers just like understand these movies so well because yeah. like, they've made a bunch of them as well but mm-hmm. like they've you know, really they go back, got it down they've gone back they went back to Avengers 1 and they're like well we can't have new Hulk and not have some classic Hulk gags right. 
they added in the stair scene. I definitely like not. So I know. Funny. I want to talk it's about so time funny. heist and what what I loved and what I didn't. Like I want to hear what you. Yeah, guys. we we need to definitely start breaking into time travel now because we're already getting. We're getting in. I think this is going to be a longer one than we anticipated. Just saying. Maybe a, a three-parter. Well, let us know. let us move. I Does mean, anybody else have anything else? They want to <laughs> I think we should touch on Tony Stark and then go into time travel. I wanted to say I really was in the same way that I was impressed by the visual capture of Thanos and Josh Brolin being able to act out Thanos in a convincing way in Infinity War. The the. The, Mark Ruffalo, the Hulk. Mark yeah. Ruffalo Hulk was very was impressive fucking to watch. Amazing. I, I kept being like, I don't know, like you know when you see like CGI from like older movies and like you can kind of see it, it looks a little like flat and like green screened. Yeah, I'm watching this movie. I'm like, I don't know if this will ever not age well, which is what someone says ten years prior to something not aging well. <laughs> sure, sure. But I don't know. It, it looks so good. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> It looks so good. I will it also does. say one of my one of my favorite moments. Speaking of Tony Tony mm. Stark, is when he just walks up after Hulk has done his like crack at time travel, yeah. his like kind of cocky track crack at time travel, mm. and Tony's like, he turned into a baby, didn't he? <laughs> and it was so funny, and the whole like scene with Ant Man turning into a baby like was so fucking it's, like, it's like you put time. Uh, you didn't put him through time. You put time through, through him. him. And, and like Kevin America's like, yeah. All right. Well, fuck, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right. I'm 90 big, years big old. Big loss too, joke wise, as far as Paul Rudd, uh, many times. Like when he shows up five years later, somebody should have said like, you look exactly the same. Yes. Or when they're like making him like old, baby, back. Like, is he the right age? I don't know. I can't, can't tell. tell. Yeah. <laughs> Just say something. Yeah. Yeah. To bring to the fact that Paul, Paul Rudd, Rudd does not age. age. Yep. The mm-hmm. tiniest of things. They already did the whole like Ant-Man crawling up Thanos' ass joke in the movie, which you did guys I? got, right? I'm crawling inside you right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, when he goes, that's, that yeah. is 100% what that Maybe. joke is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is that. what that joke Pretty is. Pretty funny. They knew that they, in a PG-13 movie, I mean, I just figured the closest was- they could get is like, <laughs> Have Ant-Man say, I'm crawling inside you, and yeah. just have it There's be a, a mechanic. I was just reason. thinking of that as more of a reference to South Park. I didn't even know that there was so much of a, a like a thing about that in the media. Yeah. Thanos oh, that's I, a big deal. I, I yeah. like no, I mean, yeah. I read about it after the fact. I would have loved the movie if that's how it just him be like, oh. boop. <laughs> Favorite movie Don't of the year. Birds just immediately. I mean, I did oh. like that shit. I did oh. like the exchange of like Rhodey in the beginning of the movie being like, "Can we go back when he's a baby and just yeah, just kill him?" Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Says, okay, baby that's Hitler. Terrible. It's yeah. so funny. There's so many good guys. There's this, this is a very funny yeah. movie. Even seeing like Paul Rudd loses like taco innards when the ship. That was so best like, scene in the movie. That was, that was my the favorite. Best scene in the yeah, movie. Yeah, that yeah. followed by Hulk, Hulk handing him two new tacos. tacos. You just hear a nice like little like yeah. ukulele riff. That was so, it's so best, best scene in the movie. I really um, love easily. that. Yeah. Easily, easily. To like kind of just quickly touch on Tony Stark and break into phase two of this movie, um, and uh, watch me hit all the uh, headphones. Um, <laughs> I'm not surprised. No. I'm just going <laughs> to move this up here. Uh, I, I was not expecting him to find, like, this, like, level of peace in the interim. Um, especially because, like, Tony's just, like, such a character who, like, really wallows in what he could have done. Mm-hmm. And to see him, like, kind of, like, 
in a human way, in the way that you're supposed to deal with grief, he did it because he's so capable of like a superhero that he has to go back. He has to like come out of retirement to do the thing. Well, he moved on unlike anybody else did. Like yeah. he built, he took the opportunity of that failure and built a new life that he was nev- never able to have before. 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 Yeah. yeah. And to see him figure out the answer, figure out the time travel, which by the way, like him like on his computer being like, uh, computer, give me a Mobius strip yeah. and then uh, invert that is basically like Celery Man with Paul Rudd. <laughs> oh where he's gosh. like, uh, computer, can you show me the uh, nude tain? Uh, turn up the 4D3EDE. Uh, and it's just like, I understand, oh, like, I solved time travel. I understand he had to solve time travel really fast for the sake of the movie. It was very funny. because It was hand, silly. He does this with his hands it was, and then it's like, I did. Oh, I got it. Hey, Pepper. I will Pepper. say. I will. I will say. In defense, please. I find it very funny. Yes. The things that you guys are saying that other people have said as well. Very funny. Yes. He's Tony Stark. That's he could have solved time travel in a cave with a box of scraps. Yeah, that is true. True. Fine. He, totally fine. We have no idea. We have no idea what he's prison. doing to cool. that yeah. regular calculus right. that makes time travel possible. Yeah. He's fucking Tony Stark. Shut up. No. Time travel is about movie, to happen in the, the movie. The movie makes it believable enough. Yeah, I think it does. Of I mean, all the movies. I totally agree. But Dude, Jack's the scientist. I mean, so I let's took, let's listen, let's, let's give funny. him the. I took four years of hard fucking calculus, and all he did was invert a Mobius strip. I don't know how that <laughs> is. That all he time. did, Jack? Is that all uh, he did? Yeah, that's on screen. That is all he did on screen. That's on. He screen. said, "Computer, build me a simulation of a Mobius strip. Now invert that. Now run the simulation." What's the simulation that he coded? I don't know. No, you don't. That's why you don't know how time travel works. (laughs) All right, fine. Bitch. Fine. All right, let's move on. Not to backpedal, but I think that... (laughs) I didn't mean to call you bitch. It's fine. Easy. (laughs) Easy. Somebody needs a recess. Yeah. Really fucking. Uh, Tony Stark can, <laughs> can travel through time. Just shut up, right? I think getting to see the early interactions of him being on the ship, thinking that he's going to die, and then seeing his like atrophied, weak body back with everybody and being like, you failed. We failed. And everybody also that moment up. of, I fucking told you so. Yes. I yes. told you this was going to yes. happen. And he does you not forgive Captain America. Yes. No way. Totally earned 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I feel and like that makes. completely informs Captain America's character throughout the rest of the movie. Sure. So if you have a problem Correct. with the way that the movie ends, you have to pay attention to that because Captain America grows in that. Sorry. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, so. that's why this, that is why this movie is so successful because, and like you said, the, the Russo brothers really have this shit on lockdown. Yeah. They really understand what makes all these characters tick on a way that you only get after 10 full years of, of also, really dwelling on these characters. I liked that one of the Russo brothers was in the little circle of, of sad people. I was yeah. bummed. So like when I originally saw the scene, I was like, oh, he, the, the joke is that he's – not the joke. But the idea is <laughs> that he's mourning the loss of his brother. But then it turns out that he's talking about him going on a date and him being a queer man. I read that as well today. Yeah, I and did. I wanted to bring it up I to you. Really, I was like, like I, I wait, think like I he's 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 a gay guy, and like, yeah. he's like yeah, which he's allowed to be, which I didn't get that. Yeah, What's but he going is in on? real life. That's fine. One of the brothers is gay. That's fine. Yeah. But what he was talking he, about, I, yeah. I wanted that one, the. Though? I thought it would have been more. I'm not sure, but I know one of them this, is like they're doing something inherently meta by putting the director in this scene. Yeah, the movie is directed by two brothers. 
I think it would have been more powerful if he was talking about the loss of his sibling more so than the loss of a partner? I don't think yeah. he was talking about the loss of a no, partner. No, he's just talking about how do I move forward? Yeah, he's just going on dates. No, he was no, explicitly he was just talking, talking about a, going on a date and how everyone's lost somebody and then you commiserate and how do you with somebody. Deal together? Oh, I definitely read, read it. Okay. I definitely read it as he lost his partner. Possibly no. he lost someone. Yeah. I, I don't think we're know. meant to understand. No. Yeah. He's just going he's just doing something as normal as going on a date too. Right. Yeah, the Which whole is like okay. circle is like the Captain America telling people we have to move forward and he's like, Well, We've I went all on, lost people. I went, I went on a date, date the other day. I can, yeah. I can buy yeah, no, I buy You know, I, I, whether he lost a partner, yeah. family member, whoever. I've also seen a lot of criticism. I think fairly like there's there's it's rightly so that that the one kind of lane of representation that the whole Marvel universe is missing is queer representation. Yes. And to have the director be the one to step in and be like, oh, I saw this guy and have this little tiny sprinkle of queer representation in a like pat yourself on the back sort of way mm. feels kind of like a cop out. Mm. I would yeah. say maybe the best. Uh, I mean, Thor's by. I mean, I didn't necessarily think it was a pat uh, on the ar- back moment. Me. Yeah. Until I see Thor one. blow a dude. I will argue oh, well, with you. I don't I mean, think you, you don't have to see. You don't have to blow people that. to. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I, go I'm back. Just, yeah, this is wishful. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Hey, Bernadette, right. what do yes. you have to say right now? <laughs> Thanks. I want to go back to how I really enjoyed Tony coming back to Earth, and finally being in that moment of complete despair and realizing, like, oh, I might not come back alive. I always thought I would come back alive. Yeah. But I kind of fucked myself over. Or Pepper might not even be alive when I get there. So what I really liked was Mm. him getting back and then finally realizing, because out of all of the Avengers, except with Hawkeye, Hawkeye had a wife and a family. Everyone else is kind of like searching for something. They don't yeah. really have their job is their purpose. Yeah. And he had it the whole time and yeah. didn't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so for him to come back to Earth and be like, oh, dang, like I actually have to respect Pepper. Yeah. Pepper's a human. She's a person I love. Yeah. I'm going to actually listen to her. And the rest of the movie is him asking Pepper permission. Yeah. Which to me was the biggest deal of the movie was so respecting good. who you're with. And understanding that you, while you are super powered, there are other people that you love who aren't super powered and we're all equal. Well, I mean, some of the best scenes with him were him interacting with his new daughter. Right. They were the most genuine. And then they're kind of touching back to his interactions with Peter Parker, his interactions with um, just like all of these younger characters, Rhodey or uh, Nova, kid from Iron Man 3, like all of these people that he's sort of been a pseudo father figure to. And realizing how important that is. Yeah, and it's important to him. Right. Like seeing him when we start talking about time travel, seeing him interact with his own with dad. With his dad, yeah. yeah. It's like him finally realizing, oh, I'm super, but we're all super. Right. In different ways. That was Weird. one of the things that we talked about like when we did the Infinity War podcast and we started talking about like what do we think the unnamed at that point Avengers 4 was going to be. And I had said, I was like, I think that time travel is going to be involved and that it's going to jump ahead and that Iron Man, Tony Stark, is going to have a kid. And that time travel is going to bring into the idea that they could fix what happened in Infinity War. But these characters that have grown and moved on in their own way, but never actually moved on, symbolic of their character traits. They're going like Tony Stark is going to have to go, this is my kid. 
but do I want to take this chance to bring back Peter Parker? And he was going to have to make that choice. And I'll be honest. Yeah, I thought they kind of copped out. It's I'll a, be honest. Yeah. That's a far more interesting thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you're dealing with these many characters, I completely understand. And I think I thank the Marvel Universe for giving me the ending of Infinity War. And the break to come up with something like that because it's really cool. Because now maybe I'll write a movie or do something like that. Who knows? I but definitely it, thought it, the snap was going to like, made people like, say take that other family people, out. People say like they're like, oh, the theories were way better than what Endgame oh. did, and it's like Who's the this? theories will always, always be better this? than Who's what that? Endgame could do. Just the theories are just the, the theories are. Billions of people getting together and coming up with an idea. And these are three people who have been building these characters together for about 10 years. And that's what happens. The theories are still there. The theories are also masturbatory. Like people right, like to yeah. see and people it can get be cool. upset yeah. when they have a theory that doesn't come to fruition. It's Last because Jedi they all just over again. To, exactly. It's Last Jedi all That's where I'm going with yeah. this is they have theories of what they want to happen when they don't see it like put back to them. Exactly. They get annoyed. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. in the scope of the movie, right. I mean, you know, uh, Iron Man, uh, Tony Stark kind of says it all. Iron Man, Tony Stark, Tony Iron, <laughs> Iron Man, Stark. Stark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he kind of says it all first. He's just like, "Listen, I want to help you out. Bring back the past, of course. Keep what I have. I have to. Right. And Do that's that. and that's enough in the movie where I'm just like, because like I when Burge like first yeah. had that because Burge has been talking about this for almost a year now this theory and it was always very good. Very good. Good job. Stakes. Good job. Compassion. He also but pretty much called everything that Even if you Infinity win, War. you did, lose. But in the scope of this movie, of it's almost more realistic for Tony to be like, I'm not doing this flip-flop trade bullshit. I'm Tony Stark. We're doing it this way, or I'm going to well, take the fucking time travel and dip. And that's when like, they started good. doing it. Good. He was like, yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. lose. As you should. I can't exactly. lose this. And I was like, good. Into that's it. what Tony Stark should be at. Yeah. Like, yes. I'm not fucking playing around anymore. I have a thing. I understand it. I respect it. I worked hard. I'm not going to let my shit get in the way of this. It would be far less sense. Yes, it would be far less sense for us to be introduced to this Morgan character, be introduced to this now happy marriage. And for him to be like, yeah, I'm willing to roll the dice on this motherfucker. <laughs> right. No, no, yeah, but like you get introduced to Morgan's character, and then you get you get Captain America showing up, and like we can bring Peter back. Yeah. And now he has to deal with make it. a and decision. It is, and it is the idea of bringing Peter back that I think. Makes him do it. It's a it's a scene where he's watching it's the dishes. He looks more, at the thing. It's a way like, more right. interesting and deep dive into the character and into the struggles. And they could do it with all six of the main characters. Yeah. They could not kill all of Hawkeye's characters, uh, Hawkeye's family, and they could do stuff like that. Yeah. They could do this, but they didn't because the movies got a lot to deal with, and the last hour has to be. The last, the last hour of this movie. Don't skip ahead to that. Though. Things do not stop happening. <laughs> We're still talking about time travel. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think now that we have passed over the grief stage. So then we're gonna start talking about time travel in Avengers Endgame. Well, we already talked about movie of strips and shit and calculus. That's so we're past that, right? Yeah, we already talked about baby. Ant Man, also yes. good. The, I like how the movie explains how time travel works 
by just kind of making fun of other time travel. By films. saying Back to the Future, yeah, two, just like this shit doesn't work. This All doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. Hot and, tub time machine, which yeah. is why I. But that I also, shit was so I, I don't funny. Also, necessarily by uh, time travel working in this movie, I buy fine enough. Like it's like it totally works. It's very serviceable for what they're trying to do objectively with the film into it. Uh, not sure if I fully get it when you get to like some of the later culminations of time travel in the movie by having like Cap come back and things like that. By having Nebula shoot herself, an earlier version of herself, and then not fade that away. That one doesn't bother me as much because Hulk explains that one fairly well with being like going back to your past is your present still. It wouldn't right. affect your future which is kind of making time travel seem to be like it's always been circle. it's always been it always is like you going back yeah. in time is a part of your timeline it doesn't affect yeah. your timeline in the previous timeline it does in fact affect that timeline that yeah. you're kind of fucking over it's now. it's singularity quantum physics which is is the most realistic version of our idea of what time travel actually is scientifically correct jack if i'm right uh, like i said going back to looper i'm on the uh bruce willis explaining this to joseph gordon levitt angle where like the more you think about time travel the more confused you're gonna make yourself so just let well, it happen. jeff daniels says that no bruce willis explains it to joseph gordon levitt in a diner like an egg well he's yes he also says that, but in when he's when Bruce Willis is explaining it to Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the diner, he's just like, "Kid, don't worry about it. Just let it happen. Don't. It's gonna fuck with you." Bruce yeah. Willis would have also been a good Thanos, but I'm glad they were. Oh yeah, he yeah. would have been a great Thanos. Well, it's, but it's, it's fine. I mean, he's yeah. technically Thanos. They I guess he they just looks <laughs> like it. They took yeah. Josh. Bro they couldn't get Bruce Willis, so they took Josh Brolin, and they were like, <laughs> "Just him. do stuff, and we'll make you look like." <laughs> Fair. We'll make it look what like should we do with the rest old of Bruce Willis. Homer Simpson. Well, it's kind of like the <laughs> it's kind of like the Prestige too, where it's like, who is the real version of you? Sure. Who are you? That's the moment? ethical question it kind of raises. By the sure, end of sure. Yeah. So that also is just kind of like, well, does it matter? Yes, it does. But also, you're still moving forward. Yeah. So, so where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. If I may jump a little bit to the ending. <gasps> Was there always a Captain America that existed throughout this entire timeline that lived with Peggy in secret oh, no. while all this was going no, on? No, but there no. is now. There, there, there right. is yes and no. In that timeline. Yeah. The way that the way that it works is that he was never <laughs> he was never always there. Right. He's there now. But when he goes back the current Captain America is still doing all the Captain America stuff and then he it's kind of like in a circle because the Captain America going back in time thing kind of makes the most sense to me because okay. it's the idea of like he and you know we don't have to talk about it later because we're talking about it now <laughs> right <Okay? laughs> the way okay. time yeah. travel yeah, works like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. your past is your present and your future Captain America going back in time to chill with Peggy I think implies because he's going back to a point where Captain America has already been frozen right yes so that means that Captain America is still going to unfreeze and do his Captain America stuff while our Captain America is going to age and chill with Peggy. Mm, That's I how I read it. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I so, think there's yes. going to be some maybe like secrety mumbo jumbo that has to happen in this timeline, but now Peggy's into it. Can I bring up a quick thing though? Please. Like, at, is it at the end of Avengers, the first Avengers? 
that like there's like the sequence where he's talking to Tony Stark and Tony's like, I'm going to go off the grid for a little while. And then Captain America's like, I don't know, somebody went in the ice and I think a different dude came out. And then he's like, I'm home with his mm-hmm. all his soldier boys. Oh. I, I, I found it interesting that it was sort of like it backpedaled a little bit to him going to Peggy. I know, I know we'll talk about like I he sees line, Peggy. Yeah. So that probably is what made her braid it. But I was like, I didn't think he was like, into this anymore. I thought like he's future man now. He can't go back to the 40s. <laughs> I, I think, think it's if, if we're going to be talking about the time travel aspect in getting into the epilogue of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's my understanding is that it, 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 there are no rules, really. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's a comic, <laughs> you know, like that's, <laughs> that's, that's the very foundation. It's, it's, it's somatically pleasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that with it. at the end dance. of the day, he goes back and, you know, if, if we have a reality where Steve Rogers went back in time and he lived throughout everything that had happened from 1940 up until now and didn't do anything when Hydra was infiltrating and stuff like that. That was him going, this is the natural course of time. This is the way that things happen. And I know that they end well with the people that are supposed to be there. That is the most Captain America thing that you can possibly have. That he does not go and do anything. And that all he wants to do is live a happy life, which is yeah. what he learned from Tony because Tony learned from him how to set what sacrifice means and what patriotism and means. And I think logistically, to even though like it may not matter in the grand schemes of the movie, I think like if we want to like say, for example, the camera's a little bit back when Cap goes back in time, I'd imagine that old Captain America is walking up to that lake and sitting down. Yeah. Right as yeah. oh yeah, present totally. one goes back, and totally. that's, but that's that, what's that going closes on. Yeah. The loop. But that's my question. Well, like in that way, and I think this also makes sense because if Cap goes back in time mm-hmm. and he just says to himself, like you just said, I know all this is going to work out. Like the chips are going to fall. Like I could stop all this stuff, but I know that it's all going to work out. So right. I'm just going to go back in time and just live this life it's on true. my own. And if he is walking up to the bench as other Captain America goes back in time, that means there was always that future version of Captain America sure. that went back to the no. past. I, yeah, not, well, no, then you're not contradicting always. yourself. Not until he traveled back. Sure, that sure. that yeah. was never going that was to happen. The decision that's he the, made. that's yeah. the rule yeah. of time travel in this movie. Yeah. It's not that it was an always. It's not that it's yeah. a constant. He made this happen. This is, but now it is. It's, yeah. so. it, it's bringing well, it. So, okay, real I, quick. Mm. Okay. The Eternals has been announced. The Eternals is a movie that is coming out from Marvel. Yes. The Eternals is all about Phase celestial four. space. And they mention <laughs> celestial space mm-hmm. in this movie about the fact that Vormir, where the uh and the, the celestials Solstone are also a part is of the celestial. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And Thanos is of celestial birth. This is stuff that they will probably get into more in the movies. Like this is what they're building towards very quietly in the things that they're doing. And uh, the celestial space is very much all about that there are many dimensions and alternate realities of different things that whether not focusing on the splintering. we're going to see Tony Stark again? Yes, we are. Uh, (laughs) Not not necessarily focusing on the splintering of time travel that it's dealing with, but that there have been different – every single moment of time travel that has ever happened in all of existence beyond what we know in Marvel and before – 
exist right now. Right. And that's what the Eternals are. And they are the keepers of that kind of dimension Knowledge. and stuff like yeah. that. Multiverse. So to speak. Okay. Before we get off of this, uh, Steve Please. Rogers. <laughs> yeah, um, bring us back. <laughs> timeline. Didn't, for me, watching the film and then recontextualizing certain scenes that take place within the film, when he goes and he sees her and he looks at the photo of himself on the desk, that to me recontextualized the scene that that wasn't a photo of him that she's pining for, that's a photo of him like, oh, maybe I have a second chance at this life. And I so he those, goes yeah. back and gets that second chance. It's a photo of her husband on the desk because he knows like, oh, I can go back and be that person too hmm. and get that yeah. and get that life. And so to me, it was like a little like Easter egg for him to be like, oh, I can exist in this past. And there I was, can There take- was a photo of another – Guy on the desk? It was him. No, it was him well, pre, no, it was him. Yeah. pre-serum. Pre-serum. Oh, was it pre-serum? Yeah, yeah it was yeah, him yeah, scrawny. Yeah. Oh, it was scrawny? He's, that's he's the, are you that's sure? the whole yeah. – Yeah, that's – have you seen the show Agent Carter? No, I haven't. Oh, you should watch that. But it, it fucks. It's I don't great. know if it did read as like scrawny – Steve it, Rogers. That's what I it's thought. Him. Was. Yeah, yeah, it's him. Even if it's not scrawny Steve Rogers, it could be him just getting out of the tank and being muscly. It still wouldn't uncontextualize what's happening. Sure, sure. Yeah. But for me, I was like, oh, that's him like realizing like, oh, if I had to go back, I could exist in this realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Which mean, is, I, you could see that scene of him seeing it being like, without a shadow of a doubt, I could I could take Peggy off her feet and give her a nice smooch. Well, <laughs> this is also, yeah, this is also, and crazy. I, I, we I, can I, dance to the oldies. Hey. This is also, and I'm going to say this and I'll kind of draw back because I feel like I'm talking a lot. But you are. Real quick. Thank you, D. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, Keep no, no, no. You're right. You got it. It's uh, one of the biggest uh, problems with the ending of the movie are people are like, if Steve goes back, he completely erases the man that she marries and has children with. Yeah. But we never find out that guy's name and it's always been an unknown. Right. We don't know who he is. So and he the thing to think about, the thing to think about in the Marvel universe is first off, it's a movie. They can do whatever they want. Sure. And second, Fair. time travel and interdimensions are really fucking weird. It's very possible that whatever dimension that he dropped into when he went back is the actual dimension that we live in right now that Peggy got to live her life with. Right. That's my point. He's always been there. It sounds really fucking weird, yeah. but there's there's a there's an inescapability to that when you start picking it apart too much. Yeah. You pick it apart a little bit, it doesn't make any sense. If you pick it apart a lot, you're kind of like, well, what does sense mean? Mm. And I think that that's the time travel rules that they kind of lay down at the very beginning of this movie. And then they just kind of go and they go, well, we can kind of do whatever we want, right? And technically they can. Sure. I mean, I mean, the whole premise of a comic book movie is that they can do whatever they want. Right. No one's ever really gone. No one's, yeah. ever, no one's really ever really, really gone. gone. Uh-huh. You're right. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Uh, yeah. So let's take that thought. Go and to time heist. Let's talk about what you liked about the three missions of the time heist. Or, well, the three timelines that they go to. Well, I'm glad that I still don't need to see Thor Dark World. <laughs> Because they really summed it up very well. They're like, the girl it, has the thing in her. And we have this to get was it. better. Like, That's all you need. This was better than <laughs> I hear Thor the, Dark uh, World. the mom had more speaking lines in this movie than she did in Thor The Dark World. I think yeah. that sequence between Thor and his mom very sweet. was very one of the best touching. parts. Yeah. yeah. Really, it Extremely really touching. It. Absolutely. And adding Rocket to that mix yeah. 
was well needed. Perfect level of balance. I think seeing Rocket Bean just been like, we gotta fucking go. What are you doing? Seeing them retread Avengers One, and also just being like, hey, did you guys want to see Tilda Swinton real quick? And me raise my hand. Yes. <laughs> yes. That I was do. also very cool. Do you like, want to see Tilda Swinton talk they... to Bruce Banner? Yeah. Uh, me. It's, it's, Hello. It's like a. And I, I don't want to see retcon. I'm sorry. Oh uh, no no! no. I, I was going to say I thought you guys would mention that during your time discussion because the idea of taking that stone out and it creating a whole other timeline yeah. that could be terrible. It's called the Disney Plus universe. It gets... <laughs> that is literally what that entire scene yeah. is. All that they are like, yeah. these three uh, heists yep. that you're dealing with, they have created different timelines. Yeah. called money. And th- called money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is oh, what no. we're going to build it. off. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I even wrote it down. Alt timeline. Loki, is he still evil? No Ragnarok? Question mark, question mark. Alt timeline Gamora. That's Guardians 3. Dumb. Thick Thor. What happens now? Check <laughs> out Montage. Hawkeye has TV the show. Best notes. So, I don't know. They're so concise. There is, there is a timeline now <laughs> where <laughs> Tony and Ant-Man fucked up and Loki got the Tesseract. Yep. Right. Yeah. And then... Dipped. And then dipped. And dipped. That's what the, I guarantee. What that's what the Loki. That's got to be. No, that's what the show no, is. There's no doubt. There can't but that, be. Yeah, but there's no but doubt. my question was, with time. that is like, is he still shitty Loki then? Because he hasn't had the change of going through Ragnarok. He's always been shitty Loki. No, he I know. But changed at the end of Ragnarok. He grew a little. No, bit. he does grow. He, grow. he does grow. They he fight likes together. Or a little bit more. That's, He's still a little weasel. No, a little weasel. In the grand scheme of like gods and monsters. In, in yeah. mythology, he's changed. He, you can take the Thor trickster like, out of Loki, the, but you can't take the Loki he, out. Of he Loki. betrays Thor at the third act of Ragnarok, yeah. so he kind of is still Come like on, fuck man. you, but he's still Come like I, I love you, but I'm gonna fuck with you. Yeah, but, you know, it's, he's, yeah, he's a mischief. Which, but yeah. I think that he's gives a little him, stinker. That gives him the opportunity to have that arc again. again. I guess so. In the TV also, show, that's true. Yeah, because I think you'll have a. A moment with Thor, 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 Outside the timeline, right? To a different timeline that creates the splinter. But then you replace it and it closes. Well, technically, it. Loki that doesn't take it out of the timeline. He no. takes the stone, but the stone's not taken out of the timeline. He takes the stone to somewhere else in the timeline. Right. So that's not technically a splinter. Sure. Right? Sure. Is that all? We all yeah. have that? Yeah. Uh, I don't guys, know. Seriously, technically, it's all a splinter because Captain America goes back there with them just as stones. Yeah. Not the Tesseract, not the power right. stone and the orb, not the right. reality stone as the ether. Like it. Can he hold them? It doesn't make any sense. Not the mind yeah. stone and vision. Yeah. yeah it's like I mean, a bunch of. All of the Guardians together had to hold on to the Power Stone, and they still started to disintegrate a little bit. The information that they give us doesn't make any sense. Doesn't add up, but yeah, Uh, it's a movie. It's it's also a comic book movie, so who knows what happened while he was back there? Anytime you introduce time travel into a movie like this, it's going to get... Wonky. It's going to get a little fucky. Until they show me what he actually did, and it doesn't make sense when he does it, I'm going to go, yeah, probably worked out. I Looks I, like it worked out. He's an old man now, so. I really love the mental, enough. like, kind of gymnastics around him trying to give the soul stone back, though. Oh. Like, showing up and be like, 
Hey, Red Skull. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's me. You can just have it back. Guten Tag, Mr. Rogers. Do you think he like, gave it to Captain Marvel like in the 90s? Like, Could you bring that back Could to you? him up there? Listen, he, he needs it by 2018. Can, can, you, can I, you? It's awkward. Uh, if you can get you me, just a do me a solid or a Black Widow back, that'd be sick. If you can't, I don't understand. Yeah, he, probably, he probably hit up people like... Outside, like all like the third tier characters. I, like, I want Red Skull to be like, no backsies. <laughs> we did a trade. No, I'll take no, no. the stone back, but you can't get any of these. Oh, like Red Skull. Like Red Skull. There are no backsies. <laughs> As he's like kind of floating. He's, he's like ring racing. No, no, he's he's a He totally is. Yes. He's an oh, man. Steven, son of Edith. He's a, he's a Dementor and a Nazgul who's also so German. And that's just that character. Mm. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he says lip yeah. sheets or something he's, like that. He says lip sheets. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> he's committed to the bit in a way where he's like, a soul for a soul, and Steve yeah. is like, "No, no, no! I don't want a soul. Just, I just want just you to take this take back." This. He's like, "No, I must give you a soul. Something I love. What do I love? I love peanut butter and jelly, I guess, and killing Jews, I guess, technically, because I was a Nazi. It's like I can." I don't, I don't have anything to give you, Steve. I'm kind of, it's just me here. I don't know what to do. Let me talk to my wife. Three rocks. Three rocks. What do you think I should give Steve? You're embarrassing me. I love, I, there's only rocks here. This is my favorite rock. Take it. Don't tell the other rocks that I said this. <laughs> No, really, listen, you can just have it. I'll just give it back to you. I'm just, here, I'm just going to put it here and then go. The Red Skull. I'm just going to throw it into this lake. I'm just going to put it back into the little pond. We we either just, like, we either just got 130 listeners or lost 130. (laughs) I don't know which one it is, but I really like it. 130 listeners for 130 listeners. For a soul. Uh... Yeah, time time heist. Who's in, char- who's in charge of this podcast? What's going on? It's off the rails. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. No one and everyone. Indeed. Another question. Another quick question. Bring all right. Up. So when Hulk goes to get the time stone, does Tilda or Supreme, whatever, what's her, what is she Supreme called? Sorceress. I think Supreme she's sorceress. called the Sorceress. Ancient one. The ancient one? Oh, she's the ancient one, but also in that moment, Sorceress. Supreme. She's Sorceress. Yes. Is she bad yet? Does she know she's going to be bad? Well, well, bad is a point. She of seems view. surprised. Yes. In yeah. in all of Doctor Strange, bad, bad is a point of view. Yeah. She's, True, because she's, she's technically not bad. She's kind of like Tony Stark in the sense of like put a suit of armor around a universe. Sure. she's kind of giving herself the ego of being like, I can use I'm this to protect the, only the universe. One that can do this. I see, but it's her ego that kind of fuels. That but the fact that, that she doesn't know what Stephen Strange is going to do surprised me. But she does, cool. kind as of. somebody who can see all the timelines. Well, she kind of says like well, she can't doesn't know beyond her death. That's a oh. that's a huge rule of Sorcerer Supreme. She can't okay. see beyond her death. Okay, so she's okay, like, that makes more sense. Doctor Strange sense. is like the doing all this us, shit yeah. over there. Don't worry. And it's like, yeah. Well, I mean, she he died. gave the time stone up. So, and she's like, whoa, I was wrong. Wait, hold on a second. Right. He did what? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm out of my element. I made a mistake. Here you go. Okay. You okay. do this. That makes more sense then. Yeah. Which is right. a big part of what we talked about in Infinity War, where there's a specific line where Doctor Strange says. This is, hey, Tony, this is the only way. Right. This is the infinity war. Yeah. 
He says, right? Yeah, nope. Yeah. I don't think he says that. <laughs> no, he What's says. This is what does he say? He says, this is the "We're end in the end game." game. The end We're in the end. This game. is the far from home now. This is. This yeah. <laughs> hey, Tony. This sure was. We're a in game the Black Panther now. <laughs> yeah. Do you like that? So fucking funny. Okay. So fucking funny. Uh, uh, so oh, he's got it. <laughs> there it is. I got it. I knew we were going to tear up when talking about this movie, but I didn't know Not it was going to be like this. Not like funny. this. There's so many good goofs. When you get a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of good old buddies like us. Yeah. PBR flows like wine. So one of the things that I had, I didn't really mind because it was still a good scene and fun to experience. But yeah, the fact that they were like, we only have this many... Pim particles. This oh, is yeah. how we have to use them. And then they're like, but wait a minute. Can we just go we to could the just other go place get some more. and go get more pim particles? Right. I was like, all right, that should have been part of the plan the entire time, uh-huh. right. if necessary. I understand they didn't need well, it until that to moment. Kill a lot of birds with but stuff. it was just like, all right. That was wish also kind of a long infinite scene. Wishes. But infinite wishes. Burn. Me and you yeah. talked about this though. It's they were trying to figure it out. Black Widow came up with the idea, like, oh. There's three stones all in one spot. Why don't we just go right there? But then that's taking away the power of like the female idea, it which is shitty. Very much is, which I don't like. And they just, and but all the guys just like, go like, oh, but oh we could yeah, have done sure, this. let's go with it, and they just go. Right, mm-hmm. right, which I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, but it's fine. Girls can I mean, have bad ideas too. Oh, what what equilibrium? Yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy. I did enjoy Hulk going down the stairs. Yes, (laughs) that was good. That's like it's so good that they were like, we have smart Hulk, but also let's give you a a double gag. Wait, and hold on while we're here. While we're here, we haven't talked about one of the best scenes of this movie. Cap, Cap, the elevator. When Cap goes into the elevator, yes, because that scene is so. I mean, because it is beat for beat. I've said this before. Winter Soldier still my number one favorite movie in the MCU. And that elevator scene is one of the best fight scenes in all of the MCU. Definitely. Like, the tension building. And to, like, have – this movie has a lot of really good callbacks yeah, that okay. I really, really appreciate. Most of the movies callbacks. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the whole, like, the whole movie's fan service rightfully. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. yes. It's, it's a movie yes. built on the uh, – it's called Endgame. Yes. Yes. That elevator sequence, though, but I was like, is he going to fight them again? Because so, he can. And then he just leans in. Yeah, well, so good. So it's also good. And the, to, the uh, look on his face is just like, uh, yeah. All right. It's reference to a, a current uh, mm-hmm. run of Captain America in the comics right now. Where he's bad. It's like, well, it's like I think people for a few issues thought he was bad, and then it was revealed that he was reverse bad, double agent. But like, there there's an issue of Captain America that ends, and he like throws a good guy out of a plane or something. He's like. Hail Hydra. And everyone's just like, what the fuck? He's a Nazi. <laughs> and then you find out that, like, he's actually good still. He's double crossing he's the double, double crossers. He's double crossing double crossers. But, like, mm-hmm. this is definitely, like, a, it was a huge fucking it was, deal. It, it was, a, somebody actually used the, the power cube, mm. which is what the Tesseract was built off of. Yes. To redirect time and make Captain America a bad guy. Yeah. So, but it's cool that like you know him saying the Hell Hydra line is is very pulled from recent it's, comics. It's so That's funny. Cool. Yeah. Very it's so cool. funny to like get really into the weeds about like the time travel aspects <clears throat> and how it gets a little fuzzy when you really yeah. think about it. And then hear like the comic book perspective where it's like that shit is zany on a whole nother level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
there's too much these of it movies to even are try grounded because we have three hours where you can kind of try and make sense yeah. of it yeah everybody in the, the fact like, that the even. fact that not that many people are tr- are trying to realistically <laughs> contextualize what happens in Endgame is proof in the pudding of the MCU being successful mm, yeah oh absolutely. they're just yeah. like yeah so wait like so they can just breathe. Yeah, on Morag, you're telling me they can just breathe over there. Sure. It's like, right. like Peter Quill can because, like, who fucking knows what that guy's done to himself to be able to like breathe? Right. Well, he's he got a got, space he's helmet. He's got his like earbuds that turn into a face shield. He, yeah. He's half yeah. planet. Yeah, yeah. I loved sure. watching that sequence where it's like. Oh, the nostalgia of him listening to the music and yes. then it flipping and you hearing him sing. Yes. <laughs> and then, that was so cool. Nice. And then, yes. you know, like, uh, just Rhodey being like, oh, so he's an idiot. Okay. And, yeah. Then, yeah. and you be, yeah. Nebula being like, out, yes, like, affirmed. <laughs> and so to, good. To kind of like. That was a little harsh. Bring this, <laughs> Not going to Bring this around full circle to what we were talking about, like, before this. Like, there is. There is all that comic booky stuff, which was when you really try to like, you really try to dissect it, pull it apart in Endgame. Like, you, there are seams to pull at, right. but I think the movie blends so well all that kind of fuzzy comic booky stuff mm-hmm. with the real like <clears throat> themes that are really interesting to dive into in the in the like kind of grieving stage of this movie mm-hmm. that it all like works. Like, if it were just all the crazy time travel stuff, I think we would be maybe more apt to, like, pull apart sort of these themes. But because the first hour and a half of this movie focuses so hard on consequence and grief and, like, where these characters are emotionally, that me, at least personally as a viewer, I'm willing to let all the rest of this, like, funny time travel stuff kind of just wash over me. Right. And I'm willing to accept it. Because you're excited to see it happen. Put, yeah, they put the work in to just be like, all right, you know what? Go ahead. Run with like the crazy comic yeah. book stuff. That I mean, happens. that's kind of why exactly. I think it's like hard to even like uh, judge this movie on certain scales. Yeah. Because it's like a lot of it's just like, yeah, we just fucking go. It's really it. funny to yeah. joke like, about it. You almost have to like, like respect like, you know, them going for the alley-oop, which I think they, they ace, or them going yeah. for the dunk, which I think they ace. You know, they get the three points. And it really is like the, the second act. <laughs> A dunk gets you three points. What does a dunk get you? One point? If uh, a dunk gets you, it's a two, two points. points. That would be two. It's just a normal, yeah. it's normal just a, score. It's just is it always two right. points you, you kind of, yes. You kind of forgive <laughs> the like yeah, long-winded. You, you, you get an extra point for your dunk. You only get an extra point if you do a flip. No, no, you get an extra dunk. You get an extra point for the dunk. No. A slam dunk is worth two points. The dunk, the dunk is just a middle finger to the team. I watch basketball. A sure. slam dunk is worth two points. I'm from Indiana. I can tell you that a slam dunk only gets you two points. Well, I trust Burn. Okay. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> regardless of that, <laughs> it's it's still like the, the, the second act is really where the like funny, wishy-washy comic book stuff happens. But because of it's bookended by the real emotional payoff in the first act and then the real like – epic fights in the third act like that that all that stuff is like i'm willing to let whatever yeah. kind of right but i would say that there's still a couple of like super emotional parts oh, in that second act yeah for oh, sure because like yeah. you put up with the long drawn out like tony and captain america walking through weird labs because you get to see tony interact with his dad which he didn't get to yes. do, and like yeah. super he's it's a super culmination good. Yeah. of the opening of civil war yeah 
It is. Hello. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. And and then, you know. And Thor talking to his mom as well. Yeah. Thor talking to his mom and also being like, I'm still worthy and getting the hammer back and like being like, okay, this is going to be okay. Oh, that and was probably, a, you know, that was good. Dealing with his emotional turmoil over Jane, which he never really got to That's deal true. with. That's true. Yeah. 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 I think there's like a subliminal thing that people don't really realize that happens. And maybe they do and you guys can correct me, but the fact that uh, – Super stupid grief ridden Thor or Dabod Thor as yes, Dabod Thor, Thor. that he is still worthy of calling Mjolnir. Right, Mm -hmm. he doesn't realize it. Deal, yeah, but he doesn't realize it. Doing that, it's like a beat. It's a comic beat, but there's actually a thematic thing. It's like he's still worthy of doing it, even though he's still grief ridden. What do you think that time period Thor is thinking when the hammer gets taken from him in that moment? Well, he's hopefully like, it's so quick what? that he just, like, just comes back. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's probably just sitting somewhere. Because doesn't he have it in Dark World? Well, well I mean, he, he has it in Dark World, yeah. but the time he doesn't that have they, it with him at the every time that they moment, that though. they go to is like an in between scenes where yeah. like mm-hmm. Thor's like talking to somebody or something, and yeah. everybody else is talking to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it's important that Captain America brings the hammer back with him, right? Because he has to bring when it back. He goes back in time. Yeah. yeah. Just to put it back. But it's also very core. Give it back to Thor. When he brings yeah. back the ether, he has to bring Like when he back goes back to the brings time back machine the hammer. at the end, he no, has... That's, that's not the way time travel works in this movie, guys. Why wouldn't it be if he has to bring back the stone? Why wouldn't he bring back the stone? Nothing happens the same way. Like the fact that every dimension that they took stuff back from, they would, so you're saying that he has to give it back to like that timeline that's yeah. the whole point that's of why he brings it back the Hulk yeah. talking to the ancient one is that right. no, no, if no. they don't bring everything back exactly no, no, when no, they no. took it I'm I'm with you on that yeah I'm saying did he I think he yes. did I think he gave Mjolnir back okay yeah. I think that's why Captain, they explicitly show Captain America how do you turn the reality stone back into the ether alright well let's not go down we now. don't okay. get never mind that. never mind but I also again, like, how did he give it back to Red Scroll? Right. Like, how did he put the salt on Red Scroll? Red Scroll. Three rocks, and they figured it out. But Burge, the moment that you're talking about, he had like sixty with, years to figure it out. <laughs> also true. With Thor figuring out that he's still worthy was also right after that very emotional moment where his mom is telling him, like, you should just be you, not who who you think you, you need think to be. you yeah. should be. Yes. And that's when he was worthy. And that was like the, oh, yep. I am me no matter what. Yes. Book. And that and was very really? cool. Also, his mom just being so wise with Thor just being like, I gotta tell you what happens. And she's like, no, 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 That moment kind of undercuts when he's really trying to fight to put the glove on where he's like, let me just do something right. Because he should have been validated enough by kind of talking to his mother and getting him an older back. Right? Uh... I still think he's there's still a bit. I think be, that's a I bit of his like character right. where he's yeah. like, I gotta do this. He wants the, to help. He does, but I think the fever of desperation is a little hot for. I yeah. think. I think yeah. that he's still marinating. I think that at that point, any of them could have. I think that at that point, any of them could have put it on and sacrificed yeah. themselves. But Hulk's like made for this. Dude, come on. Like, I'm made for this. Like, this is, that's, that's, no, that's what it is. He's like... Yeah, he's made for this. It's mostly it's almost gamma. like... Uh, it's mostly gamma. It's like... I was made for this. I was made for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. It could right. also be part of him just being the permanent boner. Is, that's, is yeah, like, he's yeah. just like... Yeah. Yeah. Before you move into last act... Pew-pews. Gotta talk about Black Widow. 
Yeah. Getting thrown mm-hmm. off the thing. Yeah. yeah. More effective, I think, yes. than Gamora being sacrificed by Thanos in the in Infinity War. I, I think, think this scene. Uh, I feel like I don't, equally. I that dramatic. scene I think is one of my yeah. major like points of contention from Infinity War. I really? don't think that you scene and Burge works that both well. had. I remember Burge was also very critical of that scene in Infinity War. What first off, when it when it happened, when I first saw it, yeah. I was like, that didn't feel earned. I don't know what it is. Having rewatched it, a little better, uh, way better. Yeah, and I honestly think that the reason that it was a little stale is because we had gotten the news that uh, James Gunn wasn't directing Guardians Three, so I was like, "So wait, what's happening? Like, this is kind of this feels kind of like Many foolhardy. Who's going to take this up?" And I was, I had emotions. Right. Mm. Watching it again recently before going in, it hit way harder because I was focusing on the Guardians parts more. And when Gamora kills uh, Thanos in like the reality stone, like alternate dimension. And she um, cries. On nowhere. And she cries. Mm -hmm. It hit me way more the second time I watched it where I was like, Gamora actually does have these feelings for Thanos that only come out in the moment where she thinks she actually killed him. And... It's an inverse of that. When Thanos finally has to kill her, she's already gone through that. And she's like, this isn't love. This isn't love. And she's wrong. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, different type of love. It's maybe not healthy. Yeah, it's toxic. But it is love. Yeah. It still is the same well, thing. I mean, and that that made it ring more true. Love definition on the mountain of throwing ladies off is pretty loose. Because I think like Hawkeye and Black Widow love each other very friendly. Of course. No, they love yeah, yeah. a sibling kind. Well, I would I would yeah. say that Hawkeye and Black Doesn't Widow would love each other line. even more than Thanos and Gamora do. Well, Fair. the, the yeah. thing Fair. about that situation when it, when it uh led to them going on that mission, I was sort of, sort of like, fuck, they've already lost people they love. They've yeah. already given up stuff they love. Mm-hmm. Why do they have to do it again? Why can't they both be like, yeah. he'd be like, oh, you guys have lost enough. Here you I go. don't really know how this works. <laughs> yeah. like, love is sort of, you know, yeah. ambiguous. Well, I love, I love Hawkeye's thing where he's like, maybe he's lying. Yeah. 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 You know, and Black Widow's like, nah, no. that's not how this shit works. Well, even he says it to, to Thor, he's just like, I don't fucking know. The red guy told me to do the thing. You want to talk you to You really him? trust go, this guy? Go yeah. do it. You well, want to take the hammer part, and go talk to him? Part of me thought ahead. like they were just going to both end up falling and that <laughs> and that stone was lost. <laughs> well, not even I'll that. I don't know. Back. Like don't I was worry, just guys. like maybe the rules aren't going to be exactly the same every yeah. time. Maybe if they both jump, Where it would be I, different. I was really nervous that the self-sacrifice aspect of it was not going to reward Would negate them. it. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's true. And then I was you know, woefully sad when it did. Right. So that's what paid off in the scene for me was thinking that this wasn't going to work did because everyone... they wanted to die for the sacrifice yeah. and that wasn't going to work. It wasn't like somebody down. was sacrificing the other person. Right. Mm-hmm. It was like, that's so I, I also didn't know felt... and then it paid off and it was yeah. even worse. Did everyone think it was going to be Black Widow? Did no. Think for a second it was going to be Hawkeye? I wasn't sure. I hope it wouldn't be Black Widow. I didn't think that either of them were going to get killed off in this I also didn't think that. I thought it was going to be Black Widow and I like how it all works out. I think it's very good. Yeah. But I really wanted one extra line in there where, like, Hawkeye realizes, like, oh, he's attached to this. He can't grab on at the same time and still hold on to her. And he says, no, please. And then she drops. And I wanted a not you, too, in there. Mm. 
would have been good. That would have been because like he's lost everything. I think it was else. implied. It's implied, so but it absolutely works. But I, re- yeah. if they had thrown that needed. not you two really in there, that would have I would have dropped. I would have. <laughs> I don't think that would have <laughs> been, been a puddle. Yeah, I don't think that would have been deserved because I felt like what he was trying to do in the moment was almost so selfish. It was. I was like, no, save yourself, save yourself. Very you have much. a family. Get back he, to that family. Totally. He's so. he's insanely altruistic throughout the whole thing, mm-hmm. and he's keeping him com- his composure. And he's still like super sad. Well, he's not at that point. He is not seeing where they are. But him to just break it, like the please is the break, Mm -hmm. and that's what I wanted. But I really feel like a not you too. That the we're like I can't lose. Thematically, we understand that he feels the same way about her as he does as his own family. Mm -hmm. Just verbalizing it would have just like crushed me. And I was waiting for it, and it didn't happen. And because I was waiting for it, I was like, okay, scene, touche. Yeah. I very much enjoyed, though, how that she landed the same way Gamora landed oh, on her rocks. No. I'm really sure how I felt about it. It's a magic. Saw. It's it's yeah. magic. Yeah. I don't know. I, I felt yes. like yes. it was a little bit quick. And then, it was quick. you know, yeah. because they're in the thick of it and you have that line where they're like, did she have family? And Captain America's like, we're, we're her family. Like, there was no celebration of her or some of these other characters that you figure out later. No, they're not coming back with the snap. Yeah. You know, like, whereas, like, Tony Stark gets this amazing fanfare. I agree. She I, didn't get she it. She didn't get that. Uh, Vision doesn't get it. Like It fits within the rest of the context of the MCU that they did Black Widow dirty. Yes. Yeah, it sucks because yes. it sucks. I, I knew that she was going to get her own movie prior to seeing this. And then when you see her get killed off, you're like, oh, well, how's this going to work? They've been well, doing Black Widow dirty like, for a are long they, fucking yeah. Are they really doing a Black Widow movie? Well, it's like, is it like Captain America is, it's a name, right? Yeah. Maybe Black Widow is a name. Yeah. Right. It's possible. But it's the same possible. way. It's like, I, I told uh, Tim Irwin, hi, Tim. Hey, Tim. Hey, Tim. Hi, Tim. It's so good to see you. Or have you hear us? Hmm. It's That's... so good for you to listen to us. <laughs> Thank you. See you soon. I was talking to him about uh, the Sam Wilson uh, uh, Bucky Barnes. Uh, it was called Taking the, up the, the Winter so- yeah. like the the Winter Soldier and the Falcon. And I'm like, once Endgame has been out for like two or three weeks, and spoilers are no longer a thing, that show is getting renamed Captain America and Bucky. That's. That's it's, happening. I mean, it should. That's it what's going to happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like the Vision and Wanda, Wanda series, Vision. like that's going to get turned into something else. Well, I. Mm, Vision's. Vision's dead. Yeah. Every, so, that, no, that's what I'm saying is that everything that they like gave up in advance is their version oh, of putting Hulk mirrors. in the yeah. Infinity War trailer. I see what you're saying. I see their what you're version saying. of giving us healthy looking Tony but that's turning on the Iron Man helmet then right. when you watch it you go like yo he Tony looks you like, he looks like he looks like he's been in a concentration camp yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or starving to death in space I think that well the, with the WandaVision thing uh, that show is, apparently there's been a leaked screenshot of like that it takes place in like the 50s so I think uh, which show uh, WandaVision which is the Scarlet Witch ah. Vision show I think she's gonna do some kind of time travel thing to try of to bring back Vision yeah um, the Disney Plus shows I think are going to run wild with how time works I'm yeah. glad that Endgame is as grounded laid the groundwork it's, it's like yo you got problems with this 
You just you wait. wait. Yeah. Just yeah. So, like, I think yeah. we, should, we should also revel in the fact that this movie makes as much sense as it does because it's about to not in like six months. They've opened up the door to time travel in the yeah. same way that like Which is good. I have not seen any Agent Carter. I haven't seen any of uh, Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield. Yeah. I haven't seen any of that stuff, and like that stuff exists on its own. Yeah. Agent need, Carter fucks. You don't need, you need to, to see to any of that, that stuff, but. It's still there for you to enjoy. Yeah, I think it's going to be the same kind of deal. Well, well that's yeah. like, like I hope it's good. the fact that like the Jarvis from Agent Carter showed up in this movie. Yeah. I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, yes, yes, thank you. Well, that's cool. I deserve that. Yeah, I watched that show. Well, thank that you. Whole scene right, and that's what that was for. Know? Yeah, but I yeah. still feel like Black Widow got the shaft a little bit. She Absolutely. Did. Yeah. 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 I think that I think that that death for Black Widow works for the character that we were given at the beginning of Endgame, not necessarily. But I think it's not. It's sort of like, okay, remember, remember when they tried to make her and Hulk a thing? Like right. it just like discredits that. They really, it discredits like I, her trying to have her own life. No, <laughs> and that's that's why I say it's like I think that Natasha at the beginning of uh, the five years. Five years later, later in yeah. game, she is uh, completely overrun with the idea of trying to control things and trying to make things better. And the fact that she's and, and Hawkeye is the exact same way in that's in that sense. And the fact that they are brought to I, I think it's more about. And I, I can 100 percent be wrong on this. But I think that it's, I don't think it's, it's about being right or wrong. I just no, felt no, no. like they it, could have paid her a little bit more. Totally right. With how much you they paid all these other characters. I think yeah. that it's yeah. it, it becomes at the end of the day, it's not a Black Widow story and a Hawkeye story. That it has always been a Black Widow and Hawkeye story. Because they have pretty much always been around each other with the exception of Winter Soldier where it's just Black Widow, no Hawkeye. Anytime Hawkeye's around, it's pretty much Black Widow's there too. Well, Black Widow's in Iron Man too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, by yeah. herself. Yeah. yeah, but like Hawkeye isn't really in a movie on his own except for Thor, where he shows up. And he's like, right, I don't but, feel like shooting that guy. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, Hawkeye doesn't die. That's what I'm saying. No, but he wants it. That's that's what I'm saying. Is like I think that the idea is that both of these characters have been treated minusculely yeah. from the fan base. No, I get for it for different reasons, and now they're both put up against each other as one of them can die and is oh, it right. going to be one or the other and as like the populist audience that has seen all of this which one is it going to be and I think that those are the two characters to put up there where most audiences would be on the on the on the even keel about it like who do I want oh, to die they yeah, don't know yeah, who to choose Diana, you wanted that's to not what I'm saying the though. characters right. mourn her in a way that yeah. they mourned other characters yeah I was gonna film. like and I think as, I wanted that too right like, just as them being the original and that's it. And then yeah, done. them being the original Avengers yeah. mm-hmm. I don't feel like they've they like made enough of Paid a fuss about her, her dying says, as they did Tony Stark. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's you know, they're it. just kind of like, oh, yeah. okay. I hear you. you Got to keep uh, moving on. Sure. I hear. I hear you. I, I mean, I think that they're still in the thick of it all, and they're they kind of say a line that says like, "We don't have time to think about this." But then they have time later. 
Right. They do. They have a and funeral yeah. for Tony Stark, but they not a, for Black but Widow. But not for right. Black Widow. Yeah. And that's sure. the issue. That's all I said. Yeah. I said it like a half an hour ago. Okay. <laughs> I didn't need to be swayed. I still feel the same. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Getting into the, the pew-pews. The, the pew-pews, I think, is the next step. Uh... Everyone, so I mean, I'm made for this happens, mm-hmm. and everyone gets snapped back into the back time, mm-hmm. uh, and then Ant Man gets not killed. I really thought. I <laughs> oh think my like, god, that was that was, was, that was yes. the thing. I we all we were all just like, is he dead? I, when I saw the movie a second time, you see him go small. Oh, I did la- at the last oh, frame. Watching the birds, you see him get small. Uh, Not to say okay. that that should save you from an explosion. If anything, I think you'd be yeah. more susceptible. There was, to there was no. When he's smaller, he's tougher. But I thought for, uh, but I thought for like sure. I was like, he got hit by That's a, his a super rocket. There yeah, is. Oh yeah, right. Yo, birdie, right. He's like an ant. He's like an ant. Uh, yeah, you can't kill ants with explosions. That's totally true. There is. <laughs> oh yeah. There is. There is that moment though. I mean, him and Hawkeye do not have That's super powers. Yeah. I mean, I guess he does no. have superpowers. There but is, there they is. They shouldn't a, have lived. There is a moment <laughs> no. there, though, where like that, like the sky just opens up and it's so quick that it's shocking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're well, just like, oh like, shit! He, he just blew well, them all up. It would have made the thing. It would have made sense easy. after having the hope of yeah, the snap worked to immediately take somebody out. Cost them human life. Yeah. yeah. It didn't yeah. have to be everybody, but it could have been Ant Man or it could have been Hawkeye. It could have been, been definitely. One of Brody those dudes. Or totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it worked out just fine. Everybody that lived. Didn't. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, yeah, I really liked uh, the Hawkeye like running with the glove sequence. It was like a horror really film cool. all of a sudden. Yeah, totally. It was so cool. I really like that. Yeah. I like Hawkeye so much in this movie, and now I think I'll, I will like him more. When I His hair is perfect. Movies. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm glad you like his his hair and sleeve <laughs> tattoo. Oh. I didn't say I liked his sleeve tattoo. I just said I liked his hair. I didn't say his his kids, his kids. I would look away. awesome with that haircut. His you kids passed away, awesome and and in order to honor his twelve year old son, he took his haircut. <laughs> yes, I just thought That's it was because he was in That's Japan nice. and he's super edgy now. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of all the That's things that we mentioned. Better. Yeah. That's even better. It's running around Tokyo, man. That's Hawkeye. He's super edgy now. He just got some That's serious it. tattoos. And he has a dope sword that he doesn't use. As Those much. tattoos are probably my biggest problem with the movie. Whatever. We can save the biggest well, problems then for I the think end. That's, you can uh, laser them off. No, like, a, when did he I have, have time to go get those? After he killed he was each grieving. new mobster. He had oh, five years. Super sad. Is five that really a problem? He had five yeah. years. Doesn't take that long. It takes a couple hours. How long does it take to get like sleeve tattoos? Outer wise, you could get, over the course of a couple months what, what if you wanted. Had, ask Justina. <laughs> yeah, Is it anywhere <laughs> over four hours? It's like maybe what he had be twelve to fifteen hours. Hours that could have been spent avenging and saving other people, right? Okay. I think he killed like he killed <laughs> over an five years. Fuck Hawkeye he in this movie. All right. An entire cartel. They because <laughs> he just wants to like. Oh no, no. These 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 tattoos represent the things that I have lost. All right. Uh, I'm in a grieving point, and I am trying to avenge. Things that I have lost. Listen, I'm so, saying no, 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 no. Real quick, let me bring, uh, roll my sleeve up real quick. I thought you wanted Do you see this like right here? Like this is that's just like the one problem that I have. It makes no fucking sense. He could take um, a few three-hour sessions here and there 
break from murdering people to get some some zippy that zaps makes done. less sense than the time travel shit that they put in this. Movie. Okay, but uh, one thing that I thought did not make so much sense, just to me personally, was why didn't Captain Marvel put on the glove when Agreed. when they were relay like racing? Well, I think she she tried to go for it. No, I think she was just trying to fly into the the space tunnel van. Well, I don't think she totally understood that she could even put it on. I don't oh, think actually, Tony no, that's not. Yo, you just, oh. Well, she I should. She should because she is. She's she, the strongest. Well, she should have put it on. She literally is the power of one of the stones. They're she just they're just that. trying to destroy the glove at that point. Yeah. They they're don't try, realize until the very to, end that you that can do this. Somebody else could do it. It's not and until the, and Doctor that Strange it would kill them. Like, it's not until Doctor Strange sees that Tony has the idea yeah. and he gives him the this, this is, is the one. This is it. Nobody else is thinking throughout the whole movie no. that you could put the glove on and kill yourself all of and the do weird it. Gargoyles. But how did like how did they think that I mean they went to They were just trying to destroy the Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. We got to back up here. Because we are racing to the like the the very like finish yeah. here, mm-hmm. we need to back up and talk about how after Infinity War came out, everybody you know the the big conversation after Infinity War, like after the snap in Infinity War, was yeah. like they're gonna have to bring everybody back, right. like oh, and especially once they released the Homecoming trailer or the uh, Far, Far From, from Home trailer, yeah. like well, obviously Spider Man is still alive, obviously. Black Panther just made a billion dollars. They're probably yeah, going to bring back. back on the <laughs> yeah. But what people didn't talk about, or at least what I didn't hear people talk about when they were saying like, oh, yeah, they're going to have to bring everybody back. That's just how contracts work. That's how these movies work is it's going to be the fucking coolest moment out of all of these when movies. When you hear Captain America say Avengers Assemble, like, ah! started. that's like, I think... Probably the third time I started yeah. crying. From but that's that what moment. I cried the hardest. Oh yeah, when you see yeah. Peter Parker again, or when yeah, you see like, Black yeah. Panther come through. But like, yeah. even even before Avengers Assemble, and just to touch on it quickly because I know we're running long, uh, Captain America getting the hammer. Oh fuck yeah! That, oh my god, that is that's the moment I heard Jack go whoa. Yeah, in the movie, <laughs> yeah. and I think that when I first saw yeah. it, that's like I started to tear up. And then the callback like, to Ultron, where Thor goes, so I, like, I, knew "I knew it, it. yeah, it's just so <laughs> good. Like, it is really good." And like again, that's, built an age of Ultron. Yes, yes. Yeah. and this is when like fanfare to like level one thousand begins. Three thousand, three thousand, yeah. three thousand. And the thing is, like, so it's sad. so earned. In no movie could you have a CGI slugfest like this, and everyone on board be like. Yeah. It's a bunch of com- it's like literally pixels punching each other. It's yeah. awesome but, though. But, but it's fucking it's so cool. Burned in this movie. Yeah. You're just like I don't get what. Well, it's it's uh, re- it's Ready Player 1 with more context. It's Ready Player 1 with yeah. context, emotional feedback, it has yeah. the things that you want. I also yeah. would have taken a Gundam in this movie, but it's fine. I I was like choked up from the moment everybody came back pretty much until the end of the movie. Yeah. Well, cuz yeah. cuz then it's like I think I'm recovering. Tony Stark is dead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As soon as yeah. as soon as I started to be like, okay, and they went cool. into the funeral scene. I was like, fuck. I me. did not think he was dead until. Well, like, I mean, when when yeah. Captain Marvel comes back at the end and starts destroying the ship, I'm like, I have hope. I have hope this yes. is gonna work out, yeah. and then mm-hmm. it doesn't. I mean, there's like, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you kind of know they're gonna win, but you're just like, at what cost? And, right. You at know, what cost? I, I think everyone had a suspicion that either Cap. Or Iron Man, or both. I assumed that Cap was going to try and put on the glove. There are at least three scenes where Cap looks at Tony and he's like, 
looks him dead in the eye and goes, whatever it takes, <laughs> right? Yeah. Whatever it takes. So it's like, yeah. we all kind of went in with the expectation like these two were the two heads that were like it's most still, you know, likely to be kind of written out. I, one way I, or wouldn't have I guess I that. thought that Tony Stark would get written out and just maybe keep on cameoing it occasionally in a Spidey movie. Well, he still might. But, right. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. like I didn't think that he was going to have the epic death. That wasn't my prediction for this it's, movie. It's very, like, true to his character, which is not something I could have predicted. Like, it's very true to his character in the sense that he is always worrying. He is always anxious. He always has his PTSD. He always has his fear. He is, he is so weighed down by the weights of his intellect that he cannot be a passerby, that he cannot engage with trying to save the world, that the only way that he truly can find peace is through sacrifice, and they and, write they write that in too, and it, and it totally makes sense. But I never could have predicted that because I didn't think that that was such a it's it's seated in all the movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't think that it would be like the kind of like final nail in the coffin for him until they kind of decided. To and do it, and you know? like Bernadette was saying, like he comes back from Infinity War and realizes like what I have yeah. is so important. And in that moment where he figures out time travel and he figures out an avenue to fix all of this, the first thing he does is say to Pepper, like, so listen, uh, I figured out, what do you think? Like, I could do something about this, but like, look at everything I have here. And he's like, I could just get rid of it. Pepper also has agency in the way that she says to Tony, like, you're never going to be able to rest unless you do something about this. And like, Mm -hmm. that is also have to say... Pepper in the Iron Man suit. Pretty cool. Super cool. So cool. Super cool. Also and I've seen them the back comedy. to back. And the moment where they're like Lady Avengers assemble. Yeah. I think that that was almost like too heavy handed for I me. I thought that that was a little bit of a callback to Infinity War though because when they're fighting in Wakanda and Black Widow is fighting and then like she has help. everybody kind of teams oh, up. Yes, 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 but yes. then this was like, now we got Captain Marvel. Now we got this girl. Now we got... It it's, was it's it's a, seemingly a little heavy-handed, I but only disliked it's still, it. Cool. It's still yeah. cool. It's cool. I only disliked it because there was that scene of like all the women coming into frame. And then immediately after that scene, it went back to like Thor yeah. and Captain America yeah. beating like... Thanos, like, it, it whopping up on I him. also just wanted Captain Marvel I was like, oh, Marvel this was a girl's moment. <laughs> now let's get back to the men. Yeah, right it was a little, which I didn't like. Maybe a little like, right bit like, Captain Marvel, uh, like, takes on Thor, like, literally head on. Oh, I mean, right. Thanos? Thanos. Or, yeah, yeah, sorry, Thor. That was also cool. Thor. 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 Dad bod Thor. I mean, Gamora. Wait, no. No, that was very cool. But that was, was that before the women's assemble scene? Or was it after? After. It's after the women's Pretty scene. sure. Cool. Yeah, I just didn't sure like too. the sequencing of those yeah. lines coming into play. I get that, yeah. I think it's a little heavy-handed because they're just like, let's like really put the fucking laser beam focus on ladies. And even though it's like, it was yes, like yeah, we get it. That, we get it. Don't not. call it out. The just let is, it happen. My, my only argument, I don't even want, I'm not trying to like argue and be like, you're wrong. I just think, you know, we're spending so much disbelief in this insane action sequence right. that like, right. It's all heavy-handed at this point. Sure. That's true. I, I will say that Burge said to me, he was like, well, can you imagine, like, being a nine-year-old girl and seeing that and how cool that would have been? I'm like, yeah. yes, that would have been really That's cool. Fair. Yeah. I'm not a nine-year-old girl, so I, like, watch it with a different lens. Well, true. You're, Which also, you're you a full-grown woman good. who is, like, probably, I'm just maybe speaking out of term here, Let's but, see. like, it's been, <laughs> the Marvel, Marvel went a long that. fucking time before they had a female-led Right. A woman-led Marvel movie. Sure. And, like, they just did it with Captain Marvel. And, like, Captain Marvel was cool, but it felt late. 
Oh, absolutely. If, if I have like one major criticism of Captain Marvel, it felt way too late. Well, let me bring my one major beef with the film. I enjoyed the film. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You're talking but about my, Captain Marvel? Or yeah, but, oh, Endgame. Uh, Endgame. Okay. My one major, major beef was her getting that haircut. And then how cool would it have been if she would have just had the haircut and no one addressed it? But the fact that they had the haircut and then Rocket made a joke about it, which I thought was kind of like not a super creative joke. It was kind of a lazy joke. And then like that was the whole point of her haircut was to have a man like critique her appearance or a male mm. character critique her performance. Well, I, and to me, that was just like, I didn't need that joke. Why'd you do that? Just let her have a haircut and not yeah. critique it at all. That yeah. was like my one problem. If they're actually – they could pay this off in – Captain Marvel 2. Sure. sure. That they seeded it in Captain Marvel 1. Because well, that's how but she she's appears actually in the, the real, the real like, queer character. Right. In the MCU. Like, that haircut, maybe. I don't know. Well, Could be matter. a better representation yeah. I mean, than uh The than line's the also coming Russo from, brother. like, you know... A, a complete tr- dick. A, a trash animal. Right. Yes. So, right. like, trash you panel. know, yeah. it's... I get, I get it. I get No, but, like, I get it. It's fair. I <laughs> we think get it together. We get it together. Yeah. It's, it's the same. I get it, the same but critique of, of Thor dad bod. Like I've right. seen a lot of. Honestly, the reviews for this movie are overwhelmingly positive, especially right. from people at this table. Another big thing I see is people being very critical of like the fat jokes surrounding Thor, which like I don't think there are a lot of fat jokes in the movie. I think there's a lot of like you're very depressed mm-hmm. and you have given up, and a product of that is you're not exercising. Oh, I don't think Jesus. it's like are people making. Yeah, I don't think it's like it's people Thor. thinking that the movie is makes the jokes about him. Be the movie oh, is calling him a Jesus slob, Christ. which he is a slob. He is a slob. He's not fat. Well, he's no, a slob. It's the he's in better shape than me. Even after drinking, like I, you see all the kegs he slammed. It's yes, yeah, yeah. he looks better than me. Yeah, <laughs> and I look good. <laughs> it's that's sure. only the physicality yes. of his alcoholism, right? right? There needs to be like a physical change to his appearance to represent that alcoholism. Yeah, right. That's all that is. That's also, not like fat. You can't just have all of the beer. low no, blow. I, listen, I agree. Mean jokes right. are coming from Rocket. Exactly, and which like, is not out of his character. character. Well, They're just right. not as well written because it's not written he by James Gunn. Literally, is the most insecure <laughs> Napoleon complex character on screen. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. so it's gonna come from him and. Yeah, but the thing is, like, you know, I think jokes like that we can be more critical of because of the shorthandedness they handle with female characters on screen. Mm-hmm. The yeah. thing is, like, if she was handled better, then that joke would land better. Correct. It's not. So Correct. that's why you can be more yeah. critical of it. Plus, I think like, that's yeah. the, the I, grand scheme. For the same reason that when the, the like, latest Avengers assemble, it feels a little bit hollow because it's quick. they're so late in their, like, fulfilling representation. Well, it's just like, hey, none of these girls True. have their own fucking movie besides right. Captain Marvel. Well, that's the, yeah, that's the, the tricky part is that I Mike brought it up earlier with the validation of Captain Marvel being like, hey, there's other worlds and they don't have the Avengers. Yeah. I get that. But after watching Captain Marvel, I was excited thinking that she would be in Endgame a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying yeah. she needs to be. I'm just I, – I liked Brie Larson. She was awesome in Captain Marvel. I mean, I think – I was kind of excited to see her interact with those guys a tiny bit more yeah, than she actually did. But that's okay. I think phase right. four is going to hopefully make more strides to have like uh, even more diversity, especially gender-wise, into the MCU. I think with Eternals, it seems that um, – What's the actress who's who just got announced to be like the lead in Angelina Jolie? Angelina Jolie. So like, I don't say that Angelina Jolie feminist icon. I've seen that, but it was enough. You know, that's a that could be a female-led ensemble cast thing. She could be the quill of 
that True. scenario. Who knows? My favorite representation of female strength in this film is Gamora coming back as five years in the past Gamora. Right. Or however many years in the past and Gamora. And reaching out like, to Nebula. I, d- I don't like you. I don't like you. You're a man. You say you love me. You say we have a relationship. Yeah. This was before I ever fell in love with you. Yeah. I'm going to bounce. Um, yeah. And I liked that as a female to be like, she doesn't have to love the man. She doesn't have to be yeah. like, this is my story because you're telling me it's my story. I'm going to go have my own story. Well, I also liked Which I really liked. that without having the interactions with the Guardian, she still reached out to Nebula yes. to try and be like, you're right. We can stop him. Yeah. You are my sister. Like, that was what was more important. She was like, how do we end up? Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Right. The scene is is kind of like, I like that Nebula is shooting Nebula also yeah. because it's like. The, she doesn't want her to shoot Gamora. Well, it's kind of a flip of the idea of just like, which robot do I shoot? Who's the real one? Who's the fake one? And then sure. you have her just shoot herself. Right. And it's like Very the inverse cool. of that trope. It's cool. True. It's cool. It's That's the true. best. It's yeah. the best in the movie. It's yeah. It's the so absolute it's best so shocking when she shoots her. You're just like, oh my it's god, insane. she's got anybody. As somebody who loves the Guardians movies yeah. and considers any movie that has the Guardians in them, I consider Infinity War and Endgame Guardians movies. Oh yeah, it's they're, they're major players. I mean, Rocket is a main character in Endgame. Certainly yeah. setting up the next. Guardians movie totally. in a way that is exciting yeah. in a way that I yeah. did not expect. Well, as Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, yes. I think that I think that we're gonna get, you know, Guardians three will have Thor being Thor in it, and then when we get Taco Waititi's next Thor movie, it's gonna be the montage. Let's get back in shape Thor movie, or even the send off to Thor because who knows how many more movies he has in his contract. Mm. Sign him up for more, if please. He wants to, I was, I'm gay. If they wanted to make another Tony Stark movie, I would have been down for it. Yeah. And then kill him, motherfucker. So where do you, I guess that kind of leads us into the... Funeral. Well, the funeral as well, which I think is a, to bookend this movie with the cold open of Hawkeye and then end it with the funeral. I was like, I get it, guys. You want me to cry? I'm doing it, okay? Yeah. I'm crying the whole time. I'm you crying. You got me. But like... You know, where do you see this kind of going forward? And we've kind of been talking about it a little bit as yeah, it's been going on. Definitely touched on it. But it's 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 very interesting because it feels like a bookend on the end of like this long, big story. But it also feels like they are now – they've kind of opened things up to kind of go in a lot of different directions. I mean are people – are you guys – are people – are the people at the table? Are you all excited for future MCU? Because I'll tell you right now, when I left this movie, so satisfied. So like – Mamma Mia, chef's kiss. I did not leave immediately <laughs> thinking like, oh, I, can't I can't wait, wait for, for the next Spider-Man. one. Spider-Man! Yeah. yeah, I'm just like, and I love, you guys know I love Spider-Man. Yeah. I like. Well, it is an end, so you are a little sad. I'm a little sad, but I'm also a little deflated from like superhero movie like. I'm okay with a break. I kind of <laughs> wish break. we were getting some time. Can I say that I actually, like I feel like I wasn't as emotionally affected by Endgame as you guys are all saying. Really? And I saw you crying. You're a cold motherfucker. I cried. You cried a couple of times. I cried at like, fuck yeah, they did that. But like when when Tony died, I feel like the big moments when everybody was crying, like I wasn't crying. I was like, all right. Like not trying to act like a tough guy or anything. I was more like. Well, yeah, that's that's what to expect from dying. Shouldn't make. But what are you trying to say though? the slow pan from seeing the everyone in the yeah, MCU. But, yeah. that was the that's what there. makes me. That's, that's what makes me tear up. Yeah, right. so, but exactly. yeah. so it did. 
It did. Right. So, yeah. so maybe so my bigger question is, is <laughs> when were you crying? Because everybody says like, oh, I was tearing up at the end. It was crazy. And I was like, was that like when Cap when, gets when the Tony hammer? Was dying? Yeah. I was tearing when, up. When, when all of the, the, Everybody. the sorcerers are all opening the holes and everyone's That's, showing yeah. up. I was like, oh, yeah, shit. I, te- I teared yeah. up. I teared up. I teared up. Uh, what's, the next, hammer? what's the next spot? Hammer. 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 No, hammer. I was like, yeah. Get it, girl. I, I actually yeah. started crying when he got the hammer. I was just like, I cannot. I thought it was pretty bad when he tightens it up it. on his bleeding arm and yeah. he's just like, I'm just like, that he's going to die probably. Yeah. I was getting emotional. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, when they oh, pull. Oh, they're cry moments. When Let's they, go. When they pull Stark back. Stark at the end. Not, when, I didn't cry when Stark No, I, I when Peter's trying to talk to him and it's oh, the reverse dang. of him losing Peter, I thought I that was sad. I didn't get that either. I, cry. All right. I cried. Why, why are you doing this right now? I cried during the, the what, parents what is, moments with what is Tony talking to his dad. And with Thor talking to his mom, yeah. those are what hit me hardest. Definitely teared up during that. Actually, yeah, those with are the, the Tony yeah. with the Tony uh, in the back, the, back the like giving his dad a right. hug and stuff saying like it's going to be okay. I mean, but to what purpose is it to bring up whether or not you cried? When well, because I feel like everybody comes out and they're like, "I was crying the whole tw- last twenty minutes." Yeah, I think people just get emotional. No, and they're that's prone fine. To and I'm kind of like, "Shit, man, was I not as emotionally invested in this as people other people?" And yeah, it doesn't but, matter. But you get affected by different things. Everyone does. I, I teared sure. up when I That's saw why I the, want to talk about the it. Yeah. return to uh, 2013, the first Avengers movie, and you see like the circular. That was cool. I started tearing up because I was like, wow. Because I like, yeah, I, it's I been had a long my, time. My theory since the first trailer was like, they're going to hit all the old movies. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw it and I was just like, they're fucking going. Like, they're yeah. Like, they're, I, I, they're squeezing they're, that. It's really insane how much they go. I thought the they were going to go bravery. back to Avengers 1. Yeah. And then they hit all of them. They're just like, Yo, we're going back to Dark World, motherfucker. You want that? No. Well, we did it anyway. <laughs> but those are some of the moments that made me tear up. Like I teared up at like character beats, story beats, especially in the last act, especially in the big final showdown. But I also got teary, like teared up and emotional during just like the fact when I was just like, like, like you know, like hands on my head, like I cannot believe they're pulling this movie off. Mm. The sheer insanity, production wise, that- pulling off. I was just like, I. Didn't think they could do this. That's yeah. something that I can that's only the, hope that's, happens with the new Star Wars. Movie. That's yeah. the best vernacular. Yeah, I can't believe they pulled this off. Yeah, it's insane. Like it's people can watch it and they can go, "I liked it. I didn't like it." My biggest takeaway is, I can't believe they fucking pulled this yeah. off. There's yeah. 21 movies before this, and they did this after Infinity War with everything else leading up to it, mm-hmm. with everything else that's probably coming after it. It's crazy. I can't believe they fucking pulled up. And they actually made a movie. A movie that I would just like put on and have some fucking fun and like eat a bowl of ramen. And then probably Specific. like two yes. other courses of meals like while I watch it. You could you could take a lot of food. Yeah. You need a lot of food while watching this movie. I mean, I think there's, when you're there's watching fun, there's, there's fun, fun parts, to, but I don't It'd be fun yeah. to create yeah. like a uh, like a seven course meal. For seven throughout actually. Endgame, like um, appetizer. What is a seven please. course meal? A seven thought, course meal. I, don't know. I still thought the it's end of the movie was pretty seven courses on yeah, the meal. I, get the yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the the funeral Mike. was confused. For the the funeral really, I think. Yeah, like, just seeing really all of those me. characters show up dressed yes. up. And like, and it would have been nice if they would have been showing up for multiple characters. But yes, totally. Yes, yes. or just I, having I, like the Hawkeye Scarlet Witch interaction. I thought that was kind of emotional. Or having like. 
uh, shoot, I'm spacing out uh, on his character name, John, John Favreau's character, yeah. talking yeah. to the daughter, happy. being like, you hungry? Having happy, be yeah. like, I'm going to bring you all the cheeseburger. That made me tear up. Yeah. The thing that I did miss was Bucky and Cap. Yeah. I feel like there was not not enough enough there. I yeah, thought especially was... especially because one of the things that made me him. tear up so hard in Infinity War is when Bucky is the first to start disintegrating right. and he just yeah. says Steve. Yeah. Like that makes me tear up thinking about that right now. And right. even that moment where totally Captain Captain like convinces the other captain like I'm you. Is him saying tells him Bucky. Bucky's alive. Yeah. 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 And like that didn't get the emotional payoff later, weird. but it felt really yeah. good in the moment. The thing is, like, yeah. I think yeah. old Cap will be – he still exists. Cap is not dead at the end of this movie. So right. I, I do not think this is the last we'll see of Cap. I kind of – And there's also precedent oh, Steve for – Rogers. Steve Rogers. And there's yeah. also precedent for old man Captain America from the comics that could be right. in Falcon and Bucky. Sure. I, th- sure. I, th- I think mm. that Bucky realizes at that point that that is not his, his cat. Oh, he so. understands that the Steve that he knows has been gone for a while well, he took all the and Steve that with. they've just yeah. been playing uh-huh. the game so far. And Steve has gotten his back and he's gotten his, but he's like, that's yours. That's your cat. I'd like to and think. And he lets, he yeah. lets Sam go. He lets go. Sam go. Right. He lets mm-hmm. Sam go. Part of me thought I he think was going to kind of with him to return go. everything. I don't think Bucky has much of a reason to go back. Yeah, I think that's. I think Cap has a reason to go back. The only reason Cap has a reason to go back is Peggy. Bucky doesn't have that. Mm. I think Bucky's kind of just like. I think he's still lost. I think the show will hopefully explore his idea of just like Captain America and Bucky. And well, because they're both too, kind of men without time. We'll get to see yeah. what his uh, mindset is after being in Wakanda for a while. Like, hopefully, right. there's some relationships built there that we didn't get to see. Yeah. True. That he has connections to. Yeah, he's got more yeah. peace. I, I right. don't think this is the last we'll see of Cap. I also don't think this is the last we'll see of Iron Man. Sure. <laughs> but, you know, mm. now that time travel's a thing. And also, there's well, precedent from the comics of he could just uh, be him becoming AI. AI. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, we as history Jarvis. tells, Robert Downey Jr. likes money. So, That's we'll true. see. It is mm. true. Yeah, Heath was saying, he was like, well, I don't know now because, like, the stakes aren't that high anymore knowing that maybe they could just erase the stakes. And I'm like, yeah, but that's kind of what you're signing up for the whole time. Oh, like, I see That's the same kind of thing you're saying, thing. like, at the end of Infinity War. It's like, oh, well, they're going to, like, bring all these people back. Like, yeah. you but know, like, there's emotional stakes, heft there. there the stakes yeah. are what they are within the context of what is being given to you. Like, exactly. And it's the same way in Infinity War when the snap happens and everybody disintegrates. Like, you can take a step back and look at it from, like, a an outside point of view and say, like, well, because of contracts and stuff like this, I they're going to bring all these. They're going to bring all these people back, and like right. that's just logical. Yeah. But like that doesn't mean that that scene is not effective in the way that it's given to you as a film. Right. Oh, and I in agree. the same way yeah. that like bringing all of them back was so powerful. It was in definitely this film. really emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that there's like there are a few people out there who are just like not getting it, and that's okay. Yeah. It's the th- I mean, he, the cynicism <laughs> yeah. goes all the way down. Like, you could just say, well, none of them exist, and so it doesn't matter. Right. Which is like, okay, but why are you – we're here to be entertained. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're here to just let feel something. Yeah, right? go along for the ride. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. If you're someone who's been a fan of these movies and you're leaving this one with all, like, a lot of hang-ups and certain, like, semantics things, it's just like, listen, man, this movie is just not for you. 
Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's just it, dude. And like, we've done that sorry. here right now. We, yeah. We've, like, pulled some of that stuff out and, and like, had fun like, with it. And we're still, all on game. With, like, we're all on board with this Yeah, movie, it's you know? fun to kind of, like, you know, yeah. poke some holes here and there and, like, laugh about that stuff. But, like, really, the fact of the matter is we were all entertained thoroughly by this oh, movie. Yeah. Quickest three hours of my life. That yeah. I, did I never wanted it to end. And we'll do it again. <laughs> like, I would have never peed again. If it meant just like being able to enjoy snap, this, snap watching this movie for the first time. <laughs> yeah. The blattering. The blattering. Yeah. Oh, I can't pee. It's very convenient. <laughs> well, does, does anybody else have any uh, final things to say on Endgame as we uh, round this off? I hope they bring me on board. I'm, I'm nervous about the future, but I hope they kind of... Find a way to hook me again. Spider-Man is going to be the real litmus test because it's going to be the, a matter well, of a couple of short months before we see the next thing. Too, because they're like, right? this is the end of this phase. Well, That's going to be Peter before. dealing with a loss of another father figure, Hopefully. which could be really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Could be, and hopefully better written than Infinity War, right? And Endgame, Peter Parker, and, and a whole super cartoony, right? And a very yeah. different interaction well, with I think Mary Jane. They got the rights to him late, and they scrambled to put him in all these movies. It was a mess. Yeah. Mm. Which, what? Oh, no, no, mine's, no, mine's ending. You. Mine's ending stuff. Mine's ending stuff. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just say we're that we're in the end game now. We're in the end game now. The the ending credits were beautiful. The way they oh, yeah. showed Perfect. different characters who were either side characters, more bit characters, and then to build up to, to the, the Avengers, the yeah. signatures, yeah. Perfect. Little bit masturbatory with the signature, but I liked it. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> down. Uh, Silver. Jackson a asshole. It's called Star Trek. It's called Silver Surfer. It is, it is from Star Trek. Hey, listen, it's I like literally it. from Star Trek. Shut up. Don't get me wrong. I like no, masturbating. No, no, no. Shut it's up. Fine. It's from Star Trek. Shut up. All right. You're what? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I also like. I mean, the the ending. I think could be interpreted like the end credits sequence. Yes. I think could be interpreted as either like a callback or a setup. And I think the fact that it's so aloof. Oh, like the sound of hammering? Hammering, like, you know, it could be... It's Tony. I think that's what you're supposed to think. But I think it could be anything. It's left open. I have heard. I've asked people. People have come out and they've asked me, like, as I'm like, thank you guys so much for coming out. And they're like, I heard there's nothing at the end. Fuck them. And I go... There is something at the end. It might not be what you think it is, but there is something. It's yeah. Peter Dinklage. And then they turn That's around. Oh, and they turn yeah. around and they go back in. And the people that come back out, they go, aha. And I have heard different people saying different things. So Tell like, us something. Oh, that's so Iron Man building in the cave. And I'm like, right. And they're like, oh, that's the Marvel Universe building like the next phase that they're going towards. Sure. Interesting. I've heard some people say children. They're like, oh, that's where Captain America brought Thor's hammer. Like somebody's built doing something with it. What? And I'm like, hey. Hey, kid. Maybe. Sure. His, I, I his, think daughter, his daughter Morgan D, making something. That. I think that cool. that's what the, the ending yeah. being just like a blank screen with that happening. That is kind of nice. Is the imaginative property of that. It's like you that's can cool. you can apply whatever you want yeah. to it. Little kids don't have the same like applicable emotional strength towards Tony, like Robert Downey Jr. like slamming on something 10 years ago. As we do, and they go, oh, like, oh, yeah, that's the hammer, right? Like, because Captain America brought it back into the past. Mm -hmm. 
It's pretty cool. It is cool. Everybody's kind of coming out like, but the people that stay are the ones that come out with the ideas. Everybody else that's leaving because there's the whole like, oh, there's nothing at the end. Fuck you. There is something at the end. It's not what you want, you little fucking slushy gopher. That wants like wow. some oh, visual. You own a theater content. now. You can't be no, saying this kind of. No, I'm, I'm very, I'm very upset with people just like going out there and saying like, "There's nothing at the end." There is something at the end. Yeah, I was. You saying that there's nothing at the end is you being a liar and you being a little piece wow. of shit. My goodness, and I don't like it. How do you I'm really slap feel? You. I was. I, I don't feel cringe, good about it. I was uh, when I said concentration camp. I, uh, I, I, I really would have laughed very hard if it was old man Steve Rogers going, patience. And then that's it. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this shit. I, I thought you were about to fight. <laughs> that was great. Can you find Peter Quill on the MySpace? <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. You got me. Uh. Yeah, I think this movie will go down in history as an overwhelming success, and if the next phase is really bad, then this movie will be the end of an overwhelming <laughs> success. Yeah, I mean, we're only 20 years away from this movie being the worst movie that was oh, ever man. made. For like a I solid uh, 10 a, seconds, I thought no. Old Man Cap was just Clint Eastwood. Can we talk about that? I also <laughs> thought the same. I was like, oh, they recast Steve. <laughs> <laughs> this is an odd choice. Yeah. Read the room. That actually would have been great if it was Clint Eastwood, like... Pants hiked up to his <laughs> to his nipples. Uh, I'm, I'm they, racist they now. They me to not be racist for five minutes. Can you please not approach me on this bench? Yeah. This you is my wait, property. You got Clint, guns Clint Eastwood. What? Clint Eastwood is oh, I ain't not, giving the, the shield to you. Back the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he's just too old. To not understand what not being racist is. Oh boy, that's all. I think by definition. That's so being thank racist. you guys so much for I'm joining not, no. us for this episode of Story Screen Presents. That's approximately three and a half hours long. Robert, Bernadette, Diana, Jack. The original Story Screen. Thank Avengers. you guys so much. Ba, this is great. Ba, 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 ba. The Hulk. <laughs> that's me. You're the Hulk. Oh, don't do this. You're going to no. get yourself in trouble. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> don't do, don't do this. Don't this do is this. going to be a whole thing. Don't do Nobody it. Nobody likes when people you're do this. You're the Tony Stark. <laughs> okay. Hey, Mike, Stark. stop. You're the Captain America. Stop. Yeah. No, I'm not even pointing at people anymore because I realize you I should mean, stop. You this would are. be no good. You're just no, doing you that. Stop it. Stop. And uh, you're the Black now. Widow, and uh, you're the Hawkeye, and uh, no you're the Thor. Face. Okay, thanks, guys. Uh, follow us on uh, Instagram at story underscore screen underscore beacon. You can follow us on Twitter at story underscore screen, or you can read all of our fun stuff at www.storyscreenbeacon.com where you can. I'm more of a Gamora. Where you can buy a fucking t-shirt. Thanks, Hulk. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye, guys. I think in retrospect, this episode is an overdrinkers. By the way, we wound it up. Yeah, I thought it always wound was. Wound it up. <laughs> Done. Wound it up. This, this was always an overdrinkers. <laughs> Bye-bye. Who's got the best snap? No.
I got a weak sound. Okay. Okay. Well, Bur- you got really good. close. Burns was good. Diana, Diana's snap is like, Mike, do this thing right fucking now. Yeah. That was a See that? good one. See that? That was not bad. I got a weak, I got a weak snap. Burn it. You do yours again. Yo, that's that cool. Was- got the Foley artist. Where'd right Mike there. go? Do you want to get a clean take of that? We'll all be quiet. Should we do that? No, so I think really- we're going to do the whole thing. Great.